Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you enjoy the Red Men podcast, then we have got more Red Men podcasty goodness for your ears. And now, as an alternative to redmenplus.com, you can subscribe to Red Men Plus podcast directly through Spotify. Yep, you just go through Spotify, pay them directly instead of us. It means the same thing, except you get access to the podcast in Spotify directly. Get involved. Extra Redman podcast each and every week. Hey everyone, welcome to the Red Men Podcast. I'm Paul Machen, I'm joined by Chloe Bloxham, Steve Hoare. Uh, the football uh, has gone away for a bit, certainly the Liverpool-related football, but it's coming back sooner than we'd anticipated. Uh, we're going to be talking about Liverpool's mid-season um, tournament uh, in a little bit. We're also going to be picking up on the Southampton game for a bit, talking about where we are, uh, and then revisiting some season predictions and having a good old chat about how crap some of our rivals are and uh, what a bad blade Cristiano Ronaldo is, because everyone else is jumping on the bandwagon. I figure we might as well do it as well. Uh, If you are here live right now on YouTube, then you can interact with us by using the comments box. Uh, thoughts on anything that we discuss, uh, they can go in there. And uh, if you're listening after the fact or whatever on a, you know, a Spotify or an iTunes or whatever, then do give us a five star review because uh, all. What if they're on Twitter, Paul? Um, if you're on Twitter, then um, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, come and join us on YouTube if you're watching live on Twitter as well. Um, okay, let's let's. Let's dive into it. Um, we haven't bothered with a kickoff question this week because um, I'd like to say there was a more deep reason behind it. I just haven't found one. Um, so I want to ask the question. Oh, oh great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a bit of dead air on a podcast. It's his job, believe it or not. If you could live the life and someone has asked a very similar question to this, and I, so I apologise. Oh, I already know my answer. If you're going where you're going, of any Liverpool player, past you're not or going present, where I thought you were going. Whose life would you lead, and why? Come on, Chloe, I'll let you go first. Um, ooh. I've got my answer. Do you want me to try? Go while you're Yeah, I, I was thinking just anyone in the world. That's that's where my head went to. But yeah, go on, you. You go first. Alex Oxley Chamberlain. Paddy Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Wow. Can understand it. Okay. Um, can I give who I would have said if it wasn't Liverpool? Yeah. Dua 100% Dua Lipa. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, probably... so many minutes in your bedroom and you'd never leave the house. Yeah. I'd just, <laughs> I'd just, I'd just sit there and listen to myself sing. Just uh, put me on loop. Um, I'd like to be... That'd make our boss 
employee relationship very awkward as well if that was the case <laughs> if you did oh, like you live I'll just leave it there yeah I'm too ugly for that apparently um, <laughs> no one said that I'm joking. I'm gonna go with Alison Becker because he's just handsome isn't yeah. he I'd like to be the most attractive that, that video of him, or that picture of him arriving in Rome oh, uh, to meet with, with the Brazil squad it's, know, out, it's outrageous. You know you're a, a gorgeous human when you can wear stupid clothes and still look absolutely gorgeous. And just sh- and just shave one day. Yeah. Like usually just losing the beard is a is a bold move for a man, and he just goes not taking it every day. If I lost this beard now, I would like look like a giant egg. If you lost, I didn't like when you took your beard off. One day you just walked in with no beard, and it was like. Don't know about that. Alison just rocked it straight away. So I think that that shows the confidence of the man as well. I'd, I'd rather him with a beard and in yeah. a suit. The the day he rocked up on like when he signed, Bad I don't know why anyone shit. thought he would not do well at Liverpool Football Club because he looked incredible. Yeah. He looked the part. Um, so I'd rather him with a beard, but he can pull off both. I wonder if it's yeah. There's an eerie thing here, and I'm not sure I want to necessarily be like a mo- one of the modern players as such yeah. because I don't think they have as much fun. Yeah. And maybe there's something to like But they got way more money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like comparatively, like someone like Kenny, for example, or Rushy or John Barnes, who were in an era where you could still go out and have a life and my god did they go out and have a life. And or any of the mid nineties team. Maybe I think see I think that was just crossing over because Robbie Fowler used to get filled in every time he went to town. Yeah. Um so that was a bit that went that was just when it crossed over into people started to care and give too much of a shit about it. Everyone started to take it too personally when the Premier League came along. Um but prior I think when when squad numbers were invented, football football went downhill basically because all of a sudden you really you really knew. Whereas all that team like this well god, sixties, seventies and eighties the 80s in particular they'd be in Kirkland's in town after the game and they'd yeah. be in there the next day and they'd be there through the week when they'd finish training having bevies and going out and that, you know and like and you hear the stories of them we've got the My Liverpool debut series coming up and we got a couple of quite interesting answers from a few of them about like what it was like being a young player who's, who's cracked it into the first team and all of a sudden you're idolised I reckon the nearest equivalent to that is being like a starting player now for like a, a second or third division team where you are an absolute legend in your own town you know like you're the best player for Shrewsbury I bet you're getting bevies ball for you left right and centre but you can go out town and you can like head a load of cattle through the town centre and everyone will just like bow down before you basically like Freddie Flint off in Preston is kind of what I'm, what I'm driving at with that so I would go with I reckon John Barnes I reckon to be John Barnes would be awesome would be would have been because you've also got the music crossover as well so you've made yourself oh, into a musician multi-talented as well. you know got to have a got to tear apart Brazil at one point and you can be remembered forever for being better than Brazil and now you can you can just you know live your life completely looks like he has a good life doesn't he yeah, yeah go and music. hang out in Premier Inns and get paid for it like you mean I think that's it uh, Pretty decent. Let me know your answers in the in the comments if you like, or after the fact, of course. Um, Jeremiah here says Zabi Alonso. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, I can understand that. You'd be by, you'd be the Bayer Leverkusen manager right now. Is that a good thing? Yeah. I was, yeah, I'm not, not asked for being the Bayer Leverkusen manager, but being able to saunt around, being being Zabi Alonso, the coolest <laughs> man on the planet. Yeah. In Zabi Alonso, another man who looks good in a suit. And yeah. with the beard, you got the beard and actually went up. In like just cool coolness things. He was like the face of Hugo Boss for a while, wasn't he? And all, and all kinds. Yeah, very very cool. Good man, answer. It's a good answer. Uh, Joel Westbury says Emil Heskey. It's a lot of work. It was a lot of work being Emil Heskey in the in the early two thousands, basically carrying Michael Owen, a, 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 a one legged Michael Owen around the pitch for for his final couple of seasons. 
not sure I'm, I mean then again Emil he is the loveliest human being on planet Earth he's a great guy he's fantastic um, okay oh and maybe I might be wrong maybe, didn't Emil have that interview that lady who um, the other day that oh what, I can't remember what her name is you were fun, you liked her didn't you it's, yeah the, she's an Italian presenter she was there at the Napoli game is one of the most attractive people on the face of planet uh, Earth the one Emil, that you took photos of the one that we asked, we had to find out who she was because like that made it sound creepy, and, and no, it, was, no. it really was creepy at the same time. So it, yeah. it, 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 it was just. You all wanted to know. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Like you saw just wanted, and I wasn't the one who tracked down the Instagram. By the way, there's another member. Dan Club yeah. within wow. seconds. Wow. You know, I could. I could have said it was Dan. I'm telling everyone. If, if you're if you're looking for like you know like uh, you always say like the best way to find out out in England or in Liverpool is to just like get scouse girls on the on the social media hunt. <laughs> Dan Club can be involved in this as well. Dan Club found that girl's Insta. LinkedIn, Facebook, and about, <laughs> <laughs> in about four seconds. Again, kind of creepy, but. Got in MySpace and everything. Like, um, yeah, but Emil Esky, he's, he's got a good life, Emil. He gets to fly, He gets to be in Liverpool, he gets to be like treated as a, like a Liverpool legend, really fondly remembered, walk amongst a pantheon of gods, and then every now and again he just goes back to Leicester, and he's adored there as well, but with, I imagine, far less pressure. Just like, Didn't you know, he have saved them at one point? Like, money, like financially, him and Gary Lineker were involved in something where the... I can't... Yeah, he, yeah. Was he in a, was he in a, I don't know, honestly. That he, sounds like a thing. He would do it, and he would do that, you'd think as well. Charles yeah. Reynolds as John Aldridge. I am um, been on the new Christmas advert. Yeah, oh, that, I, I have to say, and and it's a sad state of affairs where I, I didn't want to pop my head above the parapet and give Liverpool any praise. Um, but I love that Christmas advert. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's boss. It's so uh, they do they do a great job. The, the retail team and I, you know we've worked with a few of the retail team over the years. They do a really 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 good job. Um, it's funny because again, it's one of those things that the way the club's structured. People think Liverpool. It's like I don't want to get. I'm not getting stuck into the FSG mm-hmm. stuff at the moment, but. People think of it as like it's this big, big run company. There's people in that in that business. Liverpool are a, are a medium sized business. You know, Everton. When you go to Goodison Park and you walk into their main foyer, they've got small business awards on their wall because Everton Football Club is a small business. Liverpool are bigger than that. They're a bit more. They're obviously more global. They've got stores and stuff across the world. But Liverpool are not a huge business. And they have got in several departments. They've got. It's like being in a normal office and you've got a very small number of people with a very limited budget trying to do things. So the retail team killed it in that Christmas advert. I loved it. I just loved the cheekiness of it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I genuinely like the idea that I think Aldo would. Yeah. Like go and have a kick about. Go and have a kick about on the on the uh, on the training grounds if if he could too. Yeah, good shout. And I bet he had a boss couple of years, Aldo. I mean, for, he, was, he was a Liverpool player for what? Two seasons? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and brightly but shortly got off, carried on with his career and is just idolised by the whole, whole city yeah. good very good shout indeed um, ok we're going to move on after the break we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about Southampton I don't think anyone gives a shit about that game do we but we'll, uh, we'll move on from that I want to talk about Liverpool's winter plans um, and then later on in the show we're going to be revisiting season predictions chatting about City Arsenal Newcastle Diev uh, and Ronaldo as well so stay tuned Hey everyone, Mage here. If you're looking to kick yourself out with the best possible Liverpool-themed Christmas jumper this festive period, then head to redmenmerch.com. We have got two incredible designs in red and in green is one, and we've got a grey, white and red one as well to make sure no matter what your style is, whether you're going for the sort of ugly look or whether you're going for super stylish, uh, showcase your love for the mighty reds in full festive fashion this year with our knitted Christmas jumpers. Head to redmenmerch.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yep, get involved, get your Christmas jumpers ordered right now. Um, we do this every year. If you've been with us for a long time, you'll be well aware of the fact that we've done Christmas jumpers and sweatshirts for... The first one we did was going back to Brendan Rodgers, um, and they've, they've flown ever since. So, yeah, if you want one for Christmas, if you want one for an office party and all that kind of stuff, then make sure you get them boxed quick, because they will fly out. Um, okay, Chloe, hi. Liverpool 3, Southampton 1. Um Probably the closest thing Liverpool have had to a routine win all season. In fact, if that was that that was the usual template for how we win football matches in a season. So as much as it wasn't like a a brilliant God, where were you when Liverpool beat Southampton three one moments? It was nice just to kind of see out this this part of the season with almost the minimum of fuss. Yeah, it felt kind. It felt calm, to be honest. Um, the, the first half, I think we played some of the best football we've played all season. The triangles, the link-up play, uh, especially between obviously our front three and Harvey Elliott was incredible. Um, the wing backs got forward. Robbo, um, obviously bombing on and, and getting a couple of assists. It felt like we actually knew who each other were and had played football together, which we haven't done a lot of this season. Um, the second half, they obviously had a couple of big chances that they didn't take, and Ali had to step up. Um, but yeah, it, it it felt pretty much like oh, this is this is the Liverpool we know. Uh, we had to grind through it a tiny bit in the second half, but you're gonna always have to do that in every game. Yeah. The opposition are gonna have chances. You've just got to limit it, limit how many and how good they are. Um, so yeah, the Reds felt like at half time it, it could have been five. It really it really felt that way. The the biggest thing takeaways from it we've already given him some love already Steve but the Allison love off the back is great you know we did the uh, World Cup preview yesterday which is going out Wednesday yeah Wednesday on plus and we had a good old chat about Ali and how he's got a chance in this coming tournament to cement himself as the best goalie on the planet and possibly the best goalie of all time um, but uh, he's he's been our star man you know we did the live show this week there was a lot of people who were vociferous in their claims that Allison's been our, our player of the season so far and that's kind of that's a good thing and a bad thing, you know. You, it's a good, you know, it's, it's good because you know when you pay to pay money to sign the best goalie in the world, having the best goalie in the world is ma- it really helps you out. The bad news is like Allison's always been this good; he just hasn't always been this tested. Like usually, it's one save a game from Ali. You know, like, I was saying this to, to Sam yesterday. We did the final word, so I don't repeat myself too much. But usually with Ali, he has to make one excellent one-on-one save. Because Liverpool play a high line, and it's just at some point the other team break it once, and he's the best goalkeeper in the world at one on ones. Um, but this season we've had to rely more on him. like his shot stopping ability, his actual shot stopping ability. We did we hadn't seen that much of it generally speaking, 
because just didn't need to do it really. People were so so solid defensively. Very rarely did someone get chances in and around the box. We're not that isn't this season. Liverpool are not watertight. They are, you can get through Liverpool. Southampton played through Liverpool two or three times, and and that's when you need your, your big players to stand up. And he is. He has been our best player this season considerably. So he's he's unbelievable really. And the the third save from Shea Adams is just yeah. out of this world. It's it's ridiculous. But the others aren't easy saves. You know he, he's so good. I mentioned that thing about the one on ones. He's so good at them. Like, the Elianusi one, he knows to stand up. Is it a dozy? He knows to go down. His decision making in those situations is just always spot on. So yeah, it's a huge, huge help. Without him, God knows where this season would be. It could be a lot, lot worse. Uh, but yeah, that, I suppose it's one of the. You know, that's what happens. You spend money. Usually, when you spend big money, usually you get you get that's what you get. You get top class players, and I've got no doubt about it. Like he's the best goalkeeper on the planet for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't swap him for anyone. He is just out of this world. Hopefully after the World Cup break we see less of them <laughs> because you don't, you don't want your goalie. It's like you know, it's like a um, it's like a boxer who's got really good defensive skills. Yeah, well, you know, he's really good at taking a punch. Yeah, well, you don't really want to be taking a punch because <laughs> at some point you're going to get knocked out. You like, we don't want to keep having to rely yeah. on Alison Becker, but he, that was like you mentioned like people aren't going to remember too much about that game I think that'll go down as a game like when, even in 10 years or so when everyone's talking reminiscing about Ali it was, do you remember that game against Southampton when he I think that will be talked about Yeah, because of that, that, that's how good he is I mean it's the fact that we can talk about it as a routine win and a one where the goalies had to make a couple of two or three really really good saves it's the point that the goalie's that good that that's, that is kind of routine which is which is cool the other player that I want to talk about is Darwin Nunez um, I love now, him Paul I fucking yeah. love him yeah. he's, he's, the, he's just the, he might be my favourite at the minute he's got nine goals in 18 appearances for us now two assists as well uh, two, and three, well, three assists three, all comes, three. yeah because of Char- Charity Shield as well um, the, um, he's he's brilliant and I love him, and I'm glad that I do, because I've, I've said I had a, I had some doubts, and there's still some people. I mean, it was a random one where some random piss fella came to us in the pub beforehand the oh, game, yeah. didn't he? And started to say, "So doesn't get it, and he's worried about his finishing." There's a lot of people who, who take say worried, and like they're very they've been very vocal about Darwin Nunes. And yeah. recently, I did a video on my channel the, the other day about that, about how those guys. There was a guy in the stands who was really really cross with him for not scoring against Leeds when Melier made two brilliant pieces of goalkeeping uh, you know to, to, to deny him um, but Chloe yeah he's the more he plays the better he gets if Darwin Nunes is on the pitch I'm excited he's the player that where my eyes go to all the time whether he's off the ball or on the ball is constant running um, he looks shattered throughout every single minute of the football game that he plays because he puts so much into it and when he gets the ball I don't I just don't know what he's going to do it's it's so exciting to see um, and at the beginning I was worried for him in terms of it just felt like he was snatching at things and it felt like he was overthinking it and I was more worried for him feeling the pressure yeah. um, but you can see how deadly he is I mean he was playing off the, the left wing and yet the two goals he scores are striker instinct goals I, on that I think he actually looks better left wing I think it suits him more it'd be interesting I think it suits Liverpool it suits, it, it suits Andy Robertson more definitely it's yeah. much easier for Andy Robo to have Nunes in front of him than Diaz because yeah. Nunes will vacate, vacate space where Diaz comes to the ball it'll be interesting when, when Jota and Diaz come back what to do with Darwin I wouldn't be shocked if 
if I haven't seen how he's played in the last few weeks, Jürgen decides that Jota now becomes a de facto centre forward. We see less of Jota on the left, yeah. and it's it's a rotation of Nunes and Diaz. I think I, I, I think being up front back to goal. I don't think that's Darwin's game because I, I, yet, I do. But I, I I'm not sure it is. I, I think, think that the thing is though. I think that. That comes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But was it Ajax really was brilliant at that? Like he's he's usually people mention how he's not really good at passing, how his first touch is not that good, and his first touch hasn't been brilliant. Um but I think that Ajax game away from home, he was he that was like a diamond. Balls. That was a diamond. I think on I think with a partner I, I would agree. I don't think I, I don't think Darwin in the middle of a three. I don't you're right. I don't think we've said we can say unequivocally in a front three that he's the answer in the nine just yet. But th- again, he's now, you could put him back in there in, in the next game, <laughs> whenever. Um, and he might just be better at it now because he's just far more... Mate, he's caused settled. Man City problems. Since we, like, we, we come back yeah. to play Man City. Whether he's involved, we'll, we'll find out, obviously, with his Uruguay connections. And well, not, uh, according to Paul's Not according to me, but find out more on the World Cup preview show. But I like him on the left because it... You get the best of his pace. Yeah. He is so quick, and he, I, again, I think it, I think the balance helps Robertson because it, he, he goes away from the ball. So his first instinct, what you, and you're right, is that I think when you play number nine for Liverpool, your first instinct is, is got to be to show for the ball. I think he wants to be on the shoulder. I think he knows my best attribute is I'm quick, and no one's catching me. We saw again Southampton. We saw our spares. It was the first time I've been that close to the action of watching him I haven't been to that many games this season I've been off and in here when I went to Spurs and he obviously first half he was on that left wing and it's frightening how quick he is mm-hmm. he, he is it's so it, I, I think it's deceptive on TV you don't you don't quite get it his stride length is absurd he's like a racehorse he just <laughs> he eats it up and I think again whether it's by design or accident, I think Liverpool might have stumbled upon something here where if it's Jota and Firmino who rotating as your front two if it's Diaz and, and Nunes as your, as your left and then it's always going to be Mohamed Salah I, over there but I just be... don't I'm sorry I, I, I don't see a starting 11 where you don't have Lucho and Nunes starting at the okay, but like, again I think, I think we're a bit too wedded to this idea of that's the team and blah blah blah. Yeah. We're going to be playing two games a week. Yeah, you know you, we, what, where we've been crippled this last two two weeks or three weeks is no rotation in the attack. And Diaz can go right as well. You know, by the way, Diaz can play right if, if Mo doesn't either. At some point, Mo might. He's a freak, Mo Salah. We know this, but like, yeah. he can't play every game. But the the other thing that makes me feel positive is when he has played, you know, up front, which I think he did for the West Ham game where he scores that brilliant header. Um, I, I've seen signs of like him being able to do that position and we've been crap. So imagine when we're actually yeah, really yes. good and he's in the correct areas. I, I, I don't care how you do in the rest of the game, but if you pass the ball to him in the box and he's finishing it, that's all I care about. No, I also think, Paul, I think Chris makes this point a lot and we always forget about it. We rave about how, Jürgen, how good Jürgen Klopp is and how good our coaching setup is. They will make players better. Like that Darwin Nunes now isn't Darwin Nunes in six months or year. Like look at Darwin Nunes on, on day one yeah. of that friendly game compared to Darwin. It's night and day. Like well, Jürgen's track record of making young players better is just there for everyone to see. Yeah. And I think it's credit to them as well. Like he looks much more comfortable. I think I saw was it James Pierce who wrote he's starting to feel more comfortable he's learning the language a bit more well, him and uh, he had a sit down with Jürgen and Pep didn't he apparently and they kind of said just relax don't worry about what everyone's mm. thinking our opinion's the only one that matters yeah. and, and, and go from there and yeah you know, he, he seems to be taking it in his stride we, the, the reference being Chris made the other week was look at Canate so when we brought Canate and it's easy to forget those early games he was really erratic like he was he had the, all, the, the, all the, the raw attributes but he was he was stepping out too much he was a bit 
when I say lovering like you know what I'm, you know what I mean by that too it's aggressive too aggressive like I've got to be the guy who goes and does this at all times and in those early games he, he got caught out of position and he left space in behind and we made it made us vulnerable because he didn't know how to hone the aggression finishes the season as our best player in the Champions League final you know and that's a, that's a year of, of, of playing under us I can't even begin to imagine how good Nunes would be because like I say the fact that there are still people who are actively actively voicing their concern over him and yet right now he's a one in two goal scorer if you if you take it a bit deeper than that and because we do you know, we, we measure this a bit more like this, this it, when you play Liverpool's front three 12 goal contributions in 971 minutes of football for us which is uh, a goal contribution every 80, 81 minutes slightly less than um, which means every time he takes the pitch on average he's either scoring or setting up a goal that's that is the entry requirements for our front three that's Sadio Mane Mo Salah and even like I'm close to 17, 18 Bobby Firmino levels Jota when he first arrived exactly and Jota, yeah and in fact Jota pretty much since he's, since he's played for us um, that's absolutely, absolutely yeah, I, I, listen, if you'd have said you know your, your new signing's going to get 20 goals a season your new striker you're, he's, he's on pace for that oh I think he's it, getting 25 goals like he might and, and that's, that's fine Like that, that, that was, it's really good again I it's mad I'm, I'm going to do it now and I'm guilty so I do apologise to everyone <laughs> listening but like it is the Harlem thing it just is the fact that he arrived in the same summer as Erlen Harlem arrived at Manchester City for theoretically less money you know make it that what you will um, but you know what I mean in terms of a transfer for your loan l- less money um, paid for by uh, it's fine don't get into it no no like totally legitimate, legitimate means of course um, then that's the that's the thing is that you're being compared to what you just cannot live up to you just can't it's impossible that man's a freak he, he just is yeah. but Nunes he's he's having an impact that similar impact to Jota more goals and assists I think than Diaz had when he first arrived Definitely. like the the impact is is it's there for everyone to see it's just he, he goes about it in such a unique odd way the fact that he got sent off at nothing somebody could have got sent off again by <laughs> whacking someone on the back of the head like he, he has got a bit of arm as well so I think yeah. that and he and well I said I, I like he's he's doing the kind of stuff that we asked Divock to do at times when we you know he was our fourth player for that front three you know obviously particularly Usep and Daniel Sturridge in the back end of the Champions League winning season so we started to use him in bits and pieces and in the season that followed as well and he's got you know similar similar sort of attributes you know they're both tall both very fast both got good you know decent control decent skill they're good in the air but Darwin's better at all those things than Divock you know and he's so much more focused he's so much more aggressive he just wants to kill you you know what I mean he's up against defenders and he wants to he wants to beat them it's like and I said this the other day Suarez had that he's not as good as Luis Suarez you know no. he, he might go on to be more or better we don't know but Suarez had that thing of he picked the ball up and there'd be a man or two men between him and the goal and they were just like like combatants who were stopping him from doing his his duty you know the thing that he was born to do was to get get past them and put the ball in the back of the net and he saw every single duel as a, a personal affront that he needed to battle through and and you know Darwin's got that Diaz has got that as well do you think you know, it might be a South American like thing without being too like well, no, I, I don't know if it's. I think it's. I think because I think it's a scouts thing as well. You know, I, was against I, the world, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think. I mean, look, you see it. You see it all, all through football. The more privileged the background you come from is, the less you've got to fight. So you know, the less 
practiced you are at mm. doing it. You know what I mean? It's and you see it a lot more. A lot more. You're right. There's been a. a it's there's certain countries where people still live more impoverished lives. You know, people living in middle class areas of cities don't tend to make it as professional footballers compared to kids who come from working class areas of the city. So I wouldn't say it was exclusively a South American thing, but um, but there's definitely because because again you see it and you see an Af- African players have got a similar thing. You see it from you see yeah. it in deprived areas of Europe and all that kind of stuff. Depends ultimately on and look, kids are born a certain way. I look at like the difference between my daughter and my son. Son just floats through life, having a great time, and my daughter is like just laser focused for, on on winning at all at all costs on whatever. So some people have just got it, but I think more more importantly, I think our transfer strategy targets that. I don't know what the metric is, but if it was like Target. street fighter, <laughs> street fighting out of twenty, you know, it's like it's like if it was football manager, you bring an attribute to him from Street Fighter two to to find you to find your it's ideal. The it's a meme, isn't it, with the dog in the chest? Like he's got the dog. It's, it's, it's that meme. Is it? Yeah. When they, when they do the medical, have they actually got dog in the chest? Like it is like what I love about him, and I, you've got what Suarez. He touched my bit. like. Luis Suarez scored, he thought he could score from anywhere. Yeah. We, we, we would clear yes. from a corner and he'd be on the edge of our box. He's thinking, how can I get, I am going to run and score from here. And listen, sometimes, I mean, there's a famous example in the derby when he did, like he did it. He scored from his own half and time. He just always thought he was going to score. Darwin's got that about him. What a love. And I saw this first hand at Tottenham because again, it was right in front of me. So I'm speaking from personal experience here. Is that when he missed chances uh, very early on in his Liverpool career, it really bothered him. Yeah. Um, I, again, I, I don't want to go too much. I'm like, I referenced a tweet after the f- couple of friendlies and the people having a go at him and he does the, 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 the shush resilience thing and he's giving it the ears when, you know, whatever. Do the day against Tottenham, he's, he's one of, he, he goes through, he has the bar, misses, he turns around and he's in and he's just ready to go again. It doesn't look like the misses bother him as much. Mo Salah's really good at that as well. You, you just shrug it off and he go smiles. again. Harry Kane's excellent. Harry, oh yeah, I've missed that. Well, I'll get the next one. I didn't, I, that was my major worry. My, I had no massive issues with that when he first came in. I thought it's a work, it's a work in progress, but I was worried about his mentality because I thought, you're going to play a front flip, but you're going to miss chances because you're going to get fucking loads of chances. Yeah. Like, um, people say now, Sadio was wasteful and Mo Salah can be wasteful and t- kind of right. It's just that they get loads of, they get loads of it. Darwin's going to learn to miss. Yeah. And I think, he, I think that's what I saw the other day. I think that, I think, whether it's Jürgen, Pep, Liverpool got the sports psychology team, it looks like someone's been in his ear and just said, like you said, just calm it down. We will, our team are that good and you're that good. You are going to get chances to score, mate. Yeah. I, I think... There's something about players that I like. When he when he got his red card, I was fuming at him because I knew he was going to be so crucial to us. Um, because we were struggling, we mm-hmm. were in a real struggle. We had to rush Bobby Firmino back yeah, in to play United. Exactly. And stuff. Half it, Roberto Firmino. But I actually like that he's got that in him. I like the anger. I like the fight. I like a bit of a shit out. So I'm going to be dead honest. It's, and he's got that. If you have to, if you have to, it's more. I think it's more work to put aggression into someone than to curb it in someone who's already got it. So like, and we mentioned Emil Heskey before, we always used to joke that if he just had the same aggression level as Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who was a similar style footballer, similar similar build, powerful, not dead tall, but really, really strong, really pacey, smacked the ball into the back of the net. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank always felt like he was he was going into a fight in, in a football game. Emil felt like you needed to G him up. And when he hit a, a, a hot streak, like he went on that incredible goal scoring run that you know, at the end of the treble winning season, and it comes into the next one. You've got like the five one England Germany in that time, you've got the super cup. And all that. Sorry, Chloe. I know you were a, a twinkle in your mother's eye at this point. But the um, it was, um, but he, but he, 
he was he bought hot and cold. You needed to G him up, whereas footballers who are automatically G'd up and then sometimes you just need to Wayne Rooney's the example of that exactly isn't it? Stephen Gerrard was like yeah, that yeah, in his early you, days as well. it's easier to for someone to mature and calm down and trying to you know feel like if you're like you want to slap him in the face a couple but, of times but when you get you, this is a bit of our issue with our squad and I say go back to our transfer policy I said this a couple of places we've signed loads of angry fighters we've signed guys who've got a, who've got a real deep aggression Robinson. and a point to prove And he, but yes but I mean like the newer the newer signings yeah, yeah. look Thiago hates losing you can see it in him like how many sliders he puts out how physical he is despite the fact that he's like a, an absolute gem of a footballer Canate he's got, got, got that Jotter's well. a bit of a shithouse. Jotter is a, re- a massive shithouse. That's <laughs> the fans. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's um, yeah. But he leaves. Jotter's all right, leaving a little toe in or leaving oh, yeah, a little yeah. boot in. Any little dirty like. shit. But you know, when if you if you have to do that, eventually, if you have to g yourself up, eventually you reach a point and you do think I can't do it today. Whereas. So when 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 it's not your day, you've got no aggression. You have a bad game. The other ones, you get too aggressive, and maybe you go a bit too far. I don't know if the net result is better one way or the other, but the general feeling is you have more fun with guys who want to go on the pitch and fight if, for your cause. If you could be a little less like Luis Suarez in terms of you know biting, biting people, that'd be great because yeah. um, <laughs> I think Luis Suarez took it a little bit far, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean. Yes, I'd, re- I'd really like him to be available for more. You know, don't get eight game bands, please. So I think Darwin could have been sent off. Is it Napoli when he just whacked that lad yes. the back of the head? Like... So he punches him in the spine, <laughs> and punches him in the chest. It was mad. it was a bit like um, like someone that he hasn't learned to calm himself down. He's just learned where the cameras are. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's learned where the hard cameras and wrestling. You know, how to hide certain moves from the referee. I think it's really good. Um, yeah, so uh, just to move things on from from the weekend, because oh, again, it, 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 I said this it, that that should have been the ten, but that's how we should have played Fulham. That's how we should have played Forest. That's how we should have played Leeds. You know, we should have nine more points. Well, no, not nine points. Uh, seven more points. Seven more points. And yeah. Palace put two or more. Put two more. On. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, we Didn't should have loads more. They're all teams that we should have been winning in that in that kind of fashion. But you know, good to see. Good to prove we can do it before we hit the break. So uh, it's one less question to sort of ask. Um, the weirdest thing that's going to be happening in the coming weeks, apart from the fact that it's a Winter World Cup and that's the universe we're in right now, um, this from all the major Northwest Genos and obviously Liverpool have promoted it as well. Uh, Ian Doyle, I've got this from. Now, Liverpool will take part in the Dubai Super Cup during their training camp in the World Cup break. They will take on Lyon on December 11th and AC Milan on December 16th, both at the AI Maktoum Stadium. It's got to be Al. Oh, Surely it's Al. Or the Al Maktoum, yeah. Um, <laughs> Arsenal are also uh, in the 14 tournaments, but the two Premier League teams won't face each other. Uh, it gets better. Oh. Uh, teams are awarded three points for the win, two for a draw. Also, after every game, there is a penalty shootout, no matter what the score in the game. That's great for the Redmen watch alongs that. That's going to keep the viewers yeah. at the end. Then, you know what I mean? When, when people are getting tired, five minutes to go over friendly and the numbers start dropping. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang around for the pens, folks. Yeah. yeah. The boxes off there if the, the Dubai Super Cup, whatever it's called. Um, can I finish? Yeah. Oh. I thought you had. Yeah. Oh is there God. more? Gosh. Yeah, there's a penalty shootout. <laughs> No matter what, yeah, every, yeah, 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 you get a point, a bonus point for winning your penalty uh, shootouts as well. Just get Keith Callagher in yeah. <laughs> every game. He's going to be playing every game. Well, we're, we're, we're winning this. We're the favourites. These bonus, rack the bonus points there's up. Two, there's your two extra bonus points in the bag, guaranteed. Uh, for Keith's got a sort of, yeah, there's another one, a, a little Hendo. I mean, it won't be Hendo, is it? Who's going to be our captain for that? 
Millie. The Millie Shuffle. That sounds like it could have been like a 90s like, like dance move for the Millie Shuffle, doesn't it? like a 90s dance move, yeah, yeah. Definitely with fluorescent gear. <laughs> yeah. Either too tight or too baggy, or both. Both, yeah. Combination of both, yeah. The Millie Shuffle. The 90s was a good time. I feel like you should recreate it for me, so I, I reckon say. Chris would be well up for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mr. Oh, Sunday night. Mr. Sunday night. Uh, Chris was dancing on the bar with Chloe's mum at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be doing. We're gonna. Be, if you want to know more about that, or if you were there and you want to have a little bit of a, a chat about it, the podcast extra. We're gonna be uh, talking through some of the wilder moments of the night uh, and taking not. some of your questions well, as well. Uh, podcast extra will follow. I this can see where plus. you get your like enthusiastic personality from. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Your mum's lovely. I. It's your dad. <laughs> Your dad just sat there being very, very pleasant, but very, the, uh, very quiet. Your yeah. fella sat there knowing, the, uh, like, like, someone, his wife was dancing on the stage and he was fully, he was used to it. Like that, that was a, no, a semi-regular. My like, dad, I had to tell my, my dad was by the bar and he looked up and was like, wait there. That's my wife. That's my wife. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, oh God. Uh, on the Dubai Super Cup. Um, Pauline took centre stage. Sorry about that. More on this on podcast extra this week. Uh, how do we feel about it, Steve? Yeah, it's sounds whatever. Um, can I go to Dubai? Is yeah, that, no. Can I go that's, with him? That's my first question. Who's going? I feel like the boss. I feel like you're going to say. Yeah, I think, I think paid. I Could think, you take me in your in your backpack or something? Any sponsors out there want to want to, oh, yeah. want to pay for us to go to Dubai? Yeah, uh, yeah can we get I'll wear your clothing brand if you really want that. I'm bit, just give me a hoodie though. In Dubai? Oh, I, no, I actually, you might be, don't you might do be, that. You might be mis- yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, conditioning, you'd be laughing. It, <laughs> yeah. It was always, they were always, we knew they were going, it makes sense for them to keep taking over. Um, Chris, and then I actually liked the little wrinkle of the penalties, actually, it's just something different, something new, yeah. because those, the friend, friendlies are, are shite, basically. <laughs> so yeah, just a little bit of added, a little extra at the end, I'm all for that. Yeah. And it, like I say, this isn't a getting players fit. This is a keeping players fit. Mm-hmm. So I think it, actually, it might be a little bit of a better standard. Uh, and obviously, more the, there's quite a lot of good players that we haven't t- taken anyway. So that we sound like the Arsenal team could be a bit weak. And I, I haven't really looked into the uh, AC Man Leon stuff. But it'd be, it'd be good. And like I say, two decent level sides as well. I think it'd be a nice little competition. And more for us, the kickoff times are really favourable. Yeah, the like middle of the afternoon nice. for everybody. Oh. That's uh, that's nice. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll have more on that, obviously, um, in and around when that Paul was... goes to Dubai. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll be hosting the podcast that week, folks. Just prepare to learn now. So, I was... <laughs> I'm just waiting on. I'm, I'm waiting on my invite from the from our new. Dubai owners uh, to, yeah. to get me to get me my privileged access, which is obviously if, if they could do two, you can, I can be the plus then Paige, one. Then Paige, I can be that. So you fuck there. Uh, we need, we need seven. Seven. Want to go? Yeah, we've had. He's new... got kids. Got to look after the kids. Come on. It's Chris's birthday though, so he can't. He can't go. Yes. What about like kids nativities and all that? You've got to factor all this in as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have, yeah. We might have to. We might have to tag out. We might have to be someone goes for the start and someone. Goes. They're there from the fourth. Yeah. But also they're there for like twelve days. Um, but that's an interesting thing. They're getting they're getting a couple of weeks off now just to have a have a break and, and recharge. That's a, it's actually it's actually a longer break than I thought they were yeah. going to get. So like they've gone away. I think it's today they they finish now pretty much, and then they fly out to Dubai on December fourth. So they're getting that's like three weeks in. They're getting a good really good rest. So I imagine half of them will be already in Dubai. They might just yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make my own way. See you in a bit. But yeah, yeah listen, that's perfect, isn't it? Mohamed Salah can go and sit himself on a beach for a little bit or whatever and get himself fully rested. And we've got like Diaz, Robertson, Rob, all these, all, everyone who's carrying little niggly injuries. I think, I think, I think Mohamed Salah is going to be frightening in the back half of this season, by the way. I agree. Hopefully. Usually he's been flogged to death. 
like with an AFCON or like a million games over Christmas, you're having a break now. I think January could be where Mo Salah just explodes again. He's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think of all the big teams looking at it, I think we're the main beneficiary. I know we talked about this on the, on the World Cup show as well, but like, we're the main beneficiaries, I think, of this World Cup because we've got loads of injured lads who touch wood. They should all be back. Or close. Or close. Or, or, and I, and our big guns are getting like big big guns are getting a rest. Yeah, it's um yeah. If you want to go deeper on that and who will and won't be going to the World Cup for Liverpool and a closer look at our rivals and what the World Cup and to see me in a squad. rather ill-fitting Brazil shirt. If, well, oh, I thought it fit quite well. It felt a little bit snug. Really? Just a, just it just a touch around the, uh, the pecs. I mean, oh. not as snug as the is the Netherlands one that you tried on beforehand. That didn't get over my head. <laughs> that was great. I got to basically see the entire the entire outline. You know when those like cosplayers do like the spray on latex spray on I, stuff. I that's what they look like in the holiday shit. It was that the blue one off X Men. What's your name? I was like, yeah, you know, it was like, it was like, stuck to me. I was like, fuck it, I'll go with that. Steve, Misty, Cole, <laughs> there with the devil shirt on. Uh, yeah, so we've got the World Cup preview. We've got the mid-season review as well um, on Redmen Plus. So we've got plenty of stuff wrapping up what we've seen so far, and then looking ahead to the World Cup, and then throughout uh, the World Cup here, we're gonna have transfer specials. Jano Insight's going to be going. We're going to have uh, expert insight. Uh, we've got our My Liverpool debut documentary series dropping very soon as well. So, yeah, loads of stuff to keep you guys going. Um, right, should we catch on with Who Knows Wins? Yeah. This week. Um, I won money last week, Paul. Apparently so. Um, so the joint winners taking £3,000 each not you no. uh, uh, 9 out of 10 each were Jay Sadler and Di Waddell Di's uh, a, a prolific who knows wins player yeah absolutely um, Steve was also a big winner taking home £5.54 coming tied 74th with 6 out of 10 well yeah. done Steve Hall get on me um, there was one winner on the Liverpool versus Southampton, got nine out of nine. Well done to Jean, who took 500 quid. Um, no leagues involved in Liverpool this week, of course, um, but the 10k pick 10 league is live now on the site um, with some other other there's other English football being played. Does this answer the question? Because someone asked me, this is are, are the other leagues still playing? And are they are that... championship isn't? It? Yeah, it's one and two. So right? one and two are carrying one and two are carrying on. Okay, cool. Um, right, so we can get up uh, this week's. Picks. Have you gone? Have you picked them already, Steve? Well, actually, this is Chris's picks. Because oh, I thought while he's not here, we can. He can. I'll, I'll explain for him. Chris and Chris's reasoning for this is, I've been crap at it anyway, so I've just gone with my guts this time. He's, when he's tried to go logical, he's lost. So he thought might as well just go with the one yeah. on the fancy. So yeah, got Barnsley. He's got Barnsley to be Milton Keynes, Peter to be Bristol, Oxford to be Forest Green, Burton to be Plymouth, Wickham to be Cheltenham, Chef Wed to be Shrewsbury, Cambridge over Accrington. Always oh, gone for a draw in Lincoln Morgan. I think that's a good. Wild. I think that's a good pick. Well done, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Bolton, Paul Vale as well to win. So yeah, he's a. Uh, I have largely gone with my historical memory of teams. In and around the Premier League, See, I, I, or I who teams Liverpool have played in pre-season friendlies? Um, so Morecambe and Fleetwood both got. I, th- I think I think I might have had both of them in positive results. My son has got the uh, you know the wall chart on his wall, and, and it's got. Oh, fucking, I'll take ages, mate. I don't know what you were letting yourself in for there. Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. SPL and the Women's Super League after every weekend we're changing about under things but the good news is I've got a rough idea who's good in these leagues now okay. like I know I oh, know well, yeah. I know Forest Green are bottom I know they're bottom oh, okay. so where Chris has got them to lose I'm with them because I know they're bottom of that table so that, it's, it's saved me well okay. um, 
Would you like to know how well, would your first, would your first win? Second, second, yeah, yeah, right, se- second win. Okay, I won two weeks ago as well. Yeah, I'm, okay. doing, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a roll. Um, I fancy, I fancy myself in the World Cup stuff as well. So there's loads of World Cup specials going on. Yeah, I fancy myself just, in some of them. Just to clarify, there's going to be game day specials every day on Who Knows Wins as well. So make sure you go to redmen.whoknowswins.com or if you're on YouTube, you can scan the QR code and takes you straight through there. You can get the app, but again, if you go through the the website through your browser, redmen.whoknowswins.com wins uh, obviously um k n o w for no um that makes us look really good so that'd be much appreciated the, so you can play throughout the world you Cup. know what i'd do i'd just go with who's got the nicest kit that's that's what i tend to do like ufc yeah that that's what i do on teams that i wouldn't really have a clue that's a lot of research you'd be googling a lot of kits though that's like 20 odd kits you've got to find at- but no, but listen, it could save you'd you be well. quicker to just Google the, the league tables, wouldn't it? In, in hindsight, or buy if you buy yourself the wall chart that my son's got. I'm it's all right, got the, you know. It looks like you've had some horrible time. No, I love it. Around. I love doing it. I think it's boss. And you know, he loves. Tries to tell you face and tone of oh, voice no. when he's Oh no, I love it. He loves it. And you know, he loves Stevenage because it's got my name in it. He doesn't like it's Hull. Cute. Steve. He doesn't like Hull because it sounds like dull. There's, yeah. he's, he's, he's got like favourite ones. He, he, he loves hearts. You know, in Scotland, he loves hearts because hearts are nice. So you you find you find a lot you you, you, you find a lot That'd about be like my logic yeah though. yeah yeah no listen I, you, let's do it with this you, you find a lot of eight year old logic out while getting them the yeah. wall chart like, yeah. like he, I mean, he loves Burnley he is he I told him today Burnley at the top of the championship and he literally said woohoo get in Burnley and it turns out um, big Vincent Company fan no he, apparently one time I was watching Burnley and started laughing at Ashley Barnes being an absolute shit house. And thought it was dead funny, and then since then he thinks now like that's how footy should be played. So <laughs> you have to be careful how you talk about football teams around your kids because I had I, I had to wean my son off Barcelona because I, we got him a Barcelona kit when he was dead young, as you do, as is, as is the way in Liverpool where Real Madrid and Barcelona kits are like PSG. PSG is a new a newer one, um, but yeah, it, I was trying to remind him that we don't really don't really like Barcelona. They have, they have a habit of stealing our best players. Um, oh, you also got my um, obviously niece. She always comes in. She talks about a mate, and I'm like, "What team do they support?" And she'll say like Everton, and I'll say, "Oh, nah, I hate them." And you can't say that. Nope. Because you then they basically yeah, hate that's, that. That's person. why there's a generation of Evertonians yeah. who genuinely think they hate Liverpool fans yeah. because they've been taught that without realising that you words have words yeah. of actual meanings. By saying that you hate that club, the the kid thinks that you should also hate the person. You've got to be like, No, we dislike I just them. say Everton we... stink. Oh. So they think that it's yeah, people who support evidence smell. And it's factual. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I might do a little video actually for one of the chat. I might just go through Lucas's logic of all these teams. It fascinates me. Yeah. I, there's, a, there's a YouTuber called Preston. So Lucas loves oh, Preston. Yeah. Oh, does he do Minecraft by any yeah, chance? Yeah, yeah. So he, like, he's a big, like, big fan. Of, yeah, subscribe. Apparently so. Yeah, yeah. You're in that age bracket. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just feel like I've heard his name. Very popular. Exactly. So like, things like that. Like, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do something because I, I, I love it so much. Sad. And, I, and it might help me win. Who knows wins? I should, in theory, have an advantage on you this week. Yeah. But, but yeah. You won't. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see. Um, right, okay. Let's have a little chat through the season then so far outside of Liverpool. Um, City's really interesting to me, Chloe, because I think we carry this idea of like City being this unkillable beast and adding Erling Haaland has just added you know, an extra unkillable string to their bow, a big broadsword that swipes aside all of a sudden. Um, but they've lost a couple of games now and 
they're not quite as invulnerable as I think everyone's kind of thought. I still wouldn't be betting against them winning the league. I still wouldn't be betting against them putting down a run when we return from the World Cup. But, um, I mean, it would be typical Liverpool for Arsenal to win the league on like 84 points this season when City don't get their act together. And, yeah, we'll have missed out on that opportunity. But anyway, (laughs) City... They're, they're still good, but not as good as we thought. Well, I thought at the first, you know, the beginning of the season, they had to come from behind quite a couple of times. I think even Newcastle was one of them. Um, I thought they looked more vulnerable defensively than they ever have, to be honest. Um, and I think they've they've drawn to Newcastle. They've obviously lost to Brentford and lost to Liverpool. You can lose to Liverpool. That that happens. Um, the Brentford one's a bit mad and losing it in the way that they did is absolutely brilliant the the thing is there was it, it's five points and I just believe they've got two games and they've got two games to play against Arsenal there's yeah. six points back <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm fascinated with the fact that I thought they'd be out of sight out of mind for Liverpool Football Club and at the moment I, I think they need a couple more wins before they get there as a stand they're on, they're on course for about 86 points <laughs> It's, yeah, I'm with you. It's more like fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. side, um, what's interesting? I, I again, I'd be wrong. This might just on the stats might completely prove me wrong. Here, but I always feel the Man City are a second half of the season team. Yeah. I feel they really, yes. they, they really kick into gear January and well, COVID season. They got, again because they went so deep in the Champions League. They started slow, didn't they? And we thought we'd burnt them off. And then obviously Liverpool absolutely and catastrophically the, fucked. And even like yeah, there's times when obviously you, you, the famous one when the first close season when they beat the right point we were above them for all like they usually go on a massive run after Christmas but the World Cup is such a huge factor yeah. in this like there's so many more games to play after after it and again they've got ton- they've got only buying I've got more players at the World Cup than Man City and lots of Man City players play for teams who you'd expect to be quarter semi-finalist finalists so it's going to be fascinating really how it goes I, listen if you, the odds on favour for me still I know Arsenal have got that five point gap and it, Arsenal's points record at the moment is, is really good you know, 37 from 14 you take that every single time but I was still back City but I, I we, we've got no historical data for this season you, you, you're relying on this is guesswork because yeah. we've never had this before. this is completely brand new you know we, we've, <laughs> again we, another another completely brand uh, new type of season we, uh, yeah exactly. we keep going through these and you know we, we, it was funny we were speaking to Dan yesterday he was like Dan put a finger out on Twitter he was like you know what, how do you feel Liverpool you know, at the midway point and I was like it actually isn't the midway point it's not even close it's like there's five games still the mid you know it's yeah. miles away yeah. we're not even at the middle yet and now we're having this break so to come back and, and what everyone's got about 24 Three, twenty-four, twenty-five league games post Christmas Day, but that's that's mad. In theory, it should suit City yeah. in terms of the squad size, but I just wonder how much the World Cup is going to take out of them. You know what else? I I'm not worried for City because that'd be weird. But they're January. Like I know Arsenal. Arsenal have a couple of games in there, which is is a little bit hard. But City's January. I think they've got Arsenal, Man United away from home back to back. They've also got Spurs um, early February. They've got Everton, which should obviously be easy. But you know they they might get their act together for one. Come back to yeah, so Leeds away is the first game yeah. back after after the Premier League, and then they go Everton. They'll be Everton, obviously. Chelsea, United, they'll be Wolves. Then yeah. Tottenham. Yeah, they've got like they've they've still got games to play against everyone. So I I wouldn't be shocked actually if um, so Villa Villa under Unai Emery with a bit yeah. of time to actually work with his players going to going to um, the Etihad is not the the rollover that it might have been the, previously. Gerard gave, gave him a bloody nose yeah. like, yeah, last yeah. season. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. Nice one uh, <laughs> for that reminder. Now, I, I just think Arsenal, 
They're not going away, away, are they? I'd still rather be City because I just, I believe they could come back. But Arsenal, five, the five points ahead now, if City drop any points in that January and somehow Arsenal have done better than what Liverpool have ever done at capitalising when City have not done well. They've capitalised this season. Liverpool arguably didn't do that, otherwise we would have won the league. (laughs) Um, I, I, you know what? If you see that drift to seven, maybe even ten, some of those games coming back, and they've got sixteen players at the World Cup, um, you just never know. Arsenal might do something there. It's interesting. Just we talked about the fixtures there. So Arsenal come back to uh, West Ham at home on Boxing Day, Brighton away, yeah. Newcastle. And Newcastle home game is going to be really interesting in that. And then of, Spurs. Uh, yeah, and then obviously, the and then Spurs, then Man United. I mean, Frank will probably should probably be gone by then, um, so that might be different. Who, he, oh, can I very quickly? Who do you think the Everton manager will be on February the fourth? Duncan Ferguson. Oh, Wayne Rooney is the answer. No, yeah, I was going to say Wayne, Wayne yeah. Rooney's Everton that beat Arsenal in the first game, and the, it's, that's his first game in charge, and everyone's going back to that <laughs> clip of remember the name, and now he's the manager. It's written, it's written as it, and then they get be four 0 yeah, yeah, no, that. I, I, it's, but yeah, to, to the to point on Arsenal, yeah, uh, that's not a. There's no favourable run of fixtures anymore, is there? Because as we've seen, there's a bunch of random teams yeah. you can just rock up and, and rock up and start swinging, swinging digs. And as much as we're talking about teams being having favourable amounts of players at the World Cup, once you get outside that clutch of the five or six top teams, the numbers dwindle significantly. You yeah. know, so it is, it is going to be a break. And I guess what you want really is. And this might play into the favours having a West Ham is not necessarily the worst idea of how cold a West Ham coming back into the coming back into it. If you've got a bunch of teams you've had a bit too much time off, that could that could work into your favour. I, I would say, and, and I think it was one of the Neville and I think it was Gary Neville saying it the other week. But until you see Arsenal prove they can do it, yeah. you'd be you'd be a bit mad to to throw all in on Arsenal. But we've seen it. City don't. City don't chase as well as they lead and because they've led more and they've dealt with it more times Arsenal haven't had that pressure yet of someone, a team like Man City breathing down your neck and breathing down your neck and they're running and they're chasing and they're not, and they're not stopping and you're starting to get tired and they're be- they start beating teams or continue to beat teams 4-0 and you're or scraping one the goal the Fulham wins. game where they win it in the last minute with a crap penalty yeah. that I don't think is really that much of a pen um, you break your life don't do Man City yeah. I, I, I tweeted after that Fulham game I was like I'm so glad I don't really have to be yeah. arsed this we're getting to a point now actually where I might end up having to be arsed about them again yeah. but like it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's exhausting if if they could wipe each other out a little bit and Liverpool somehow regain a bit of form, I'd sneak up on the rails. Well, honestly, that, and that's Liverpool's mission. Is I think we are off everyone's radar, and that's yeah. going to be interesting to see if they can if they can reboot that. If we don't win like the first three games <laughs> back, I don't think it'll matter. Yeah. But I, I, I'm reasonably happy in my belief that. If we played those five extra games before Christmas, I think we'd have been in the top four by the end of them because I just feel like we we're, we're getting to there, we're getting players back, everyone's getting more settled and more established. Um, I think we'd have been a little bit better, a little bit better off. But you look at the league table, look at Man United in particular. Man United are four points ahead of us, and it was a shame that they managed to turn that Fulham game around because that would have been a real yeah. high to end the the weekend on. They got a zero goal difference. Like and they they're gonna get better as the season goes on because they're gonna get rid of Ronaldo. We'll talk about in a second. And Ten Hag's gonna get more time to get better. You know what? If doing. I was Ten Hag, 
I would literally not terminate Ronaldo's contract. I'd keep him there and I'd make him play with the unders. I wouldn't put him anywhere near the first team. I'd be bitter as hell. Yeah, he won't. He won't. He won't what he that, should I'm, do is I'm he dabbled. should. He should now be the guy literally who drives Ronaldo to his next club. You know what I mean? And make a big deal about how I'm getting in a wheelbarrow. You know what I mean? Like just and just drop him <laughs> off outside sport in Lisbon or whatever. Like you mean there you go, have him back. I don't think they want him. No, I don't think anyone wants him. That's the that's yeah. no, no one he wants to go to particularly wants him. Um, although they must be because you. He, uh, it's fucking Cristiano Ronaldo. We'll yeah. get a club. Oh god, he's not going to get a club. <laughs> but it's like, is he going to get a club? Is he going to get a Champions League club? Because that's what that's what he wants. He wants to add a couple more goals to his Champions League record before he uh, before he moves on. Um, We've said this before. The right thing to is just Paris Saint Germain just, should just do it. Just so we can get Messi and Ronaldo yeah. in the same team for like half a season at least. Absolutely. But they won't. Do they honourable thing? Wanna, I think Messi wants to go, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, well, he's going to America, isn't he? Um, but again, in terms of what we can what we can sort of divine from it so far, and on the City point, and why I think it's really encouraging, they've, they've drawn two and lost two so far. So there's four games where they've not taken maximum points. I mean, Arsenal have only drawn one and lost one for, for, for comparison. And, okay, yeah, I would, I would contend again... If, if if Diaz doesn't get injured, I reckon we give Arsenal a much better game at, yeah. the, at the Emirates. But whatever, they've got the be- the best goal difference in the league is Man City. They have got plus twenty six. They've only got the second best defensive record, but it's the goals. They've scored forty goals. They've got seven more goals than Arsenal. They've scored eleven more goals than Newcastle. They've scored nine more than than, than Tottenham Hotspur. Twenty more than Man United. Yeah, you know, twelve more than twelve more than us. But the second in the league, and this was always the point on Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland is going to be a goal machine. He's probably going to score forty goals this season, and certainly in all comps. You know whether he gets in the league is another matter, but it's possible. They're not. You can't win more points than Man City have won. You're not going to get more. Then it's so hard to get more than ninety-eight points or a hundred points in a season. They've done that without a guy who scored forty goals a season in, in Erling Haaland. What we're seeing is they're actually just not as good an all-round outfit. I was speaking to Big Steve a few weeks ago when I was doing the, the Man City preview with him, and he was like. And, and not not Man City fans have admitted this, by the way, but he's like the quality of football has been crap. We've not been we've not played anywhere near as well this season because they've gone for this season of total football where you've got six lads effectively who can play anywhere and in the attacking positions they can crop up anywhere, score goals from anywhere, and yet they didn't have that elite killer in front of goal, but didn't matter because they still still walked yeah. it, and now they have got that, and we've seen that when you buy that lad who is your out ball and he's your easy out ball because. Odds are he'll do something with it. If you become very reliant on one player, that you you, you undercut your overall team ethic. Liverpool had it with Owen. They had it with Torres. Um, Fucking Peter Crouch. We had it with Peter Crouch. Yes. Every it was the, he was the the easy option. Jamie just Carragher a, just a we, just a web at, yeah. at Peter Crouch's chest all, <laughs> all game. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think. Listen, again, I mentioned before, I still think they win the league because, again, you're right. Until I see Arsenal do it, I'm not, but I, I, I've spoke to a few people. And it's like, well, Arsenal, Arsenal will fade away, and I'm just not so sure they'll fade away. I think they might end up in a, they're going to end up in a close title race that you just back Man City to win. But I think Arsenal, Arsenal, legit. If again, the world, we'll come back to World Cup, and we'll come back to loads of games because their squad isn't great. No, exactly. Arsenal's got a very good eleven and a couple of subs. They haven't got too much below that. Um, and you, I think you're right to reference Paul. It's hard being in a title race. It's very rare you win your first one. Leicester are an outlier, but it's very rare you win it 
you know, it's, it's you have to get be in one and, and live with it, and then know how to deal with it. Like, what does Michael Arteta know? Really, I know he's been Man City's assistant manager in a few of them, but like, what what do any of those Arsenal players know? What does Saliba and Aaron Ramsdale and Ben White and Martinelli? What do they know? It's only really Gabby Jesus who's got who's got his head screwed on. Who knows what this shit's about? Yeah. That that could be crucial. I I remember on the fan cam, I asked a lad came down and he he, he was an Arsenal supporter. And me just casually said, you know, do you think you're going to win it? He thought he thought I was trying to clip him. I was trying to get some sort of... No, I was just genuinely asking because you're, in, you're five points ahead of Manchester City. Um, which, and, and, you know, Manchester City, they can have moments where they, they can drop points. Oh, but they shit, shit the bed, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But... And also, if they do get a couple of injuries here and there, they're in trouble as well. Um, but they were so obsessed with thinking that I was trying to clip them and get something from it that I was just like, lad, it's sound to believe in your football team. Like, I still believe Liverpool, there's somewhere deep inside me that believes Liverpool can come from nowhere. Does my head think it? No, but my heart will not let it go until it's mathematically over. It is sound to feel that way. Yeah. We're all, mean, we're all forgetting the elephant in the room, by the way, is that Newcastle in, the, in January yeah. might just go and buy Killian and Bappet. You know, so yeah, like, but, yeah. I, but I said this is going to be cool. I, I can't wait to see them try and do that because Newcastle have been here before, not not quite at this level, not with the financial backing. But if you remember, they came up um, under Pardew and they had Pardew. And they, yeah, and they had a brilliant season. And they had like Papa Cisse and Denver Bar and uh, Johan Kabai in midfield. They're a oh, really, really have. good team that year. But the problem was is that their problem at the time was how do you then improve upon that and they and they really struggle to buy better than what they've got Newcastle have got a similar problem but coming at it from a different angle now is that when you start um, what do you, you bring a lad in and I, I, the example I use was Dan Byrne who is you know he's he's he's, had, he's having a good a really good season he's obviously a good centre half but I'm not sure he's in the elite category of centre half so you'd look at that and go okay well let's go and buy because they bought Botman, Botman haven't they so they, yeah. they've obviously they've obviously started that redevelopment of the back four they'll bring in another centre half well Dan Bain's actually a big character and he's a big part of that that dressing room all of a sudden he's been a part of the team that built you there and he's out on his ear for half a season. There'll be some players who will adapt to it, and some people who will, who will take their their squad role. And it's how you the, the seed of disharmony is sown there, and all of a sudden you're buying egos as well. I mean, the Kylian Mbappe talk. Yep. You know, when when that when, when that broke a couple of weeks ago, and, and David Ornstein was talking about it, and you know, it was like, well, it's possible that he could come to Liverpool. And I was like, oh, cool, yeah, go ahead. I wouldn't mind Mbappe. <laughs> and everyone went. He's a huge balance, and I was like, oh, I hadn't really thought about him. I haven't really paid much attention, other than I know he's one of the top players in the world. I haven't really paid attention to his how he's conducting himself or whatever. That video I mean, when like Messi's done a Neymar hasn't done a ball to him or something, and he, he just, just walks. walks. Yeah. Do you think? Like, do you think? Like Eddie, how much say do you think Eddie Howe's got in who comes in and out of Newcastle? Because I think if Eddie Howe's got, a bit. A, I like Eddie Howe. I think he's a really good manager. I've said this. Everton should have got him ages ago. He's an Everton fan. For fuck's sake, I can't believe they've some of the shite they've hired him while he's been available <laughs> for them. But it depends. Like, like you say, it feels like it, I'm not sure he'd be into that. I think he likes. I think he's an excellent coach. You can see how well some of the footy they played the other day. I watched them against Chelsea, and he played Chelsea. I really wanted. He played them off the park, and you, I, I, I just wonder, is there somebody above him saying? You know, 
we we know why we're here. We're here for X, Y, and Z reasons. We need we need the big names. They're not going to bring in three superstars or whatever in January. But I think I think the process of what you do when you when you sports washing, you need to you you drip feed it in a bit so you just keep people you know tantalised so you show you get a, you get someone who makes them go ooh like like Trippier was that kind of signing wasn't he you know what I mean obviously Alex had a good reputation Isaac for England like yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. you know and, and Gamares is you know obviously been a brilliant been a brilliant yeah. signing for them but you go and get someone who's maybe a little bit more just a little bit more juicy to really wet the appetite you, and so you don't you don't tip your hand by going too far too soon but they will I, they, I think they will I think they will make a move and it will hope it well from their perspective they'll hope that it improves them and from our perspective we'll hope that it does just just upset the balance a little bit along the way the, the i've been extremely impressed with newcastle because to bridge the gap that they've bridged in one season is ridiculous they don't let goals in <laughs> the best defensive well joint best defensive record with arsenal the and, he record at the minute i was standing like, and, and they signed nick pope he that's his job like he, he was he was always that for burnley you know the reason burnley stayed up as long as he did for a while was because Nick they cover around Nick Pope keeping keeping clean sheets. No European football as well. It's huge. Yeah. That's a big. And they've really they've got less thing. players at the World Cup than us. Yeah. They've only got five. So it's, yeah, Newcastle, I think yeah, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be writing that stuff for I might this might clip this one. might clip this up in April on like the fifteenth or whatever, but it look I, I they don't feel like a flash in the pan. Like I always felt Brighton with all you know, Brighton early in the season when Brighton were like second, I was like, that's not gonna last. But I've I've got half a feeling with Newcastle that they're gonna be sticking around. It's just it's worrying for me. Because Newcastle, I mean, obviously, without getting into the FSG stuff, we're up for sale. But Newcastle now can do whatever they want. And if they've already bridged this gap without spending and bringing in the players I expect them to now bring in, um, it is a little bit worrying for all of us around. No, and look, Jürgen Klopp called it. He'd be saying it all yeah. summer. Everyone was naming the top teams. You're going, and Newcastle. And Newcastle, don't forget Newcastle because you're right. It's good, good manager, brilliant fan base, absolutely brilliant fan yeah. base. And loads And now, and now add the tour. They've got a big stadium. They've got an opportunity to really grow. They're a one-team town, which is is a really unique situation to kind of be in at that at that level. It's why Leeds, Leeds have this as well, different level. Like the, you have the whole city just on you. Yeah, that's massive. Like, yeah. and Newcastle's mad. It's boss. I love Newcastle yeah. as a city. Yeah, they, I, I don't think they're going anywhere. Yeah. They're um, Pardon me, return from the World Cup. They got a friendly against Real Vallecano on the seventeenth. Uh, they got the EFL round the sixteen game at home to Bournemouth on, on the twentieth. Um, they then away to Leicester on Boxing Day, um, at home to Leeds United on uh, New Year's Eve, and then on the third <coughs> they travel to Arsenal. And I, that's a, a really tricky sort of run of fixtures because again. You'd be expected to beat Bournemouth because now they're a team in the top four and like trophies are going to be the kind of thing that they're having conversation. And that's the one problem with the one team town. You're actually, you actually, you get too carried away with stuff because you haven't got your neighbour telling you your shit. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's, which is what you get when you're in Manchester and Liverpool and obviously London times 10. Um, the Leicester game, because obviously Brendan Rodgers will be back, he'll have, they'll have had a little bit of a rest and a, and, a, and a reset. They've turned the corner before the break as well, which will which will help. That'll be a really tough test. And they're, again, they're an established team as well. Newcastle have kind of come and stolen at their place almost over the last few years in that in that in the table. Leeds again, that's a proper old school Premier League clash, mm-hmm. freezing cold, blood and thunder. And then they go to Arsenal, and that will that will be a great barometer. I can't help but think I said those first three games back, 
you know, you're talking even th- between three and five games back, you know, I think maybe like I said, let's say 15 points to play for. We'll have a much clearer idea because you, then you're closer to what is the natural midpoint of, of what the season would be, and then you get a clearer picture of who's 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 where. At the minute, there's a there's too many false positions in the table. There's still too many teams that like that. Who's the Blackpool? Who's the team that's just flying in the face of all expectation, but is going to burn brightly, but but shortly? We can't know because normally by Christmas it's sorted out. Well, yeah, maybe Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Everton, but they're not, they're not flying anyway. Well, let's talk Everton then. <laughs> um, they're crap, Paul. They are crap. They I'd are the worst. So bad. I listen to the Toffee TV boys. They like because they've all been been all right. They scored eleven goals, Paul. <laughs> what I keep saying is I've said this many times already. They looked at their transfer options, right, and they said, "You know, we were going to buy. You know, Bre- you know Brighton, who if they had a striker could be a European team." We're going to sign the striker, but not the striker who starts with them. We're going to sign the lad who's on Brighton's bench and he's going to score us our goals. Like, what are you thinking? Neil Mopé was the only... You were looking around the whole market because Dominic Calvert-Lewin's fallen to bits. His arms are hanging off and his legs hanging off because he's been ran into the ground because he has to play every game. And you've got, you know what we're going to do? We're going to spend double-digit millions on Brighton's reserve centre-forward. He's going to box us off. The bought... Dwight McNeil. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> and they, they didn't sell uh, fifty million pounds, Ramsey Gordon. Fifty million of your best English pounds. They surely could have got a strike with that money. It's baffling. The, the decision making at that team is crazy. It's because ma- I actually think look, look at the defensive record. They've only conceded seventeen goals. You're talking about Cody best. and Tavatsky. You're talking about best defensive records in the league. You know they've, they've conceded fewer than United, fewer than Spurs, same as us, fewer than Brighton. All these teams above them, fewer than. Uh, let's have a little look at look at me got me goals against. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, and the fact that again, the fact that they've conceded the same amount of goals as Chelsea, and we would all say that Chelsea are only a couple of games away from figuring it out and being a top four contender. You're right. There's a, there's same as us. They've conceded same goals against us. There's there's, there's something there. You know, yeah, Cody and Tarkovsky are good. That's the one thing that I've got from them is that yeah, they love they love Cody and Tarkovsky and they're actually saying Tarkovsky's actually been better than Cody and he's the one who's going the, going the World Cup they made a Christmas jumper just about those two that's how you see what they thought yeah. I, I think with Everton it's you can't score Claude. that's the problem no it, it is the problem but I think it was like Ped said the other day for some I don't know what has gone on at Everton Football Club for you to have a six foot decent build tall lad who can hold a ball up can put it in can edit it like Everton love a bit of crossing don't they and instead you've just instead of looking for someone who's the same build as Dominic Calvert-Lewin because that's who you play to they've just gone and done the complete opposite and got a five foot lad it's a bit better stick on Rond on up front for six months, well, they've, that, well, they've tried um, that, and that. Yeah, but they kept it up. It just about kept, it, it, yeah, but that's the but this is the problem. They wanted more. Yeah, 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 because they thought they they were their fan base was reborn at the back end of last season. You know, they were doing the coach greetings. They were doing. They went full on cop out behaviour, which was lovely to see. They didn't the know the meaning of losing. That's Imitations, the finest form of flattery, as they say. Uh, yeah, they, they they had the spirit of the blues. They got they bought into the flair woos in a huge way, um, and it never c- occurred to them. Because because staying up felt like winning, something, and in that in its own regard, it kind of it kind of was. It totally glossed over the fact that he's not a good manager. He's not a proven manager. And they, I they, think he's a brilliant manager. <laughs> long may he reign. Everyone keeps talking about Liverpool. I know everyone harks back to Forest and Leeds. Fucking not beating Everton. Yeah. Oh my god. 
they are so bad. They yeah. had some chances as well. Are, they've just lost like seven one on aggregate to Bournemouth over the course of like four days. They got their, their own play, the fans are throwing shares back at the players. <laughs> like they, 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 they might be. And this is what happened to them last year, by the way. They stayed up because there were some garbage teams in this league yeah. and Wolves look crap but they've just got a new manager so who knows how he's going to come in you, you think that there'll be some that Mendes is on the phone to half of Portugal trying to get them get them into Wolves at the minute Southampton new manager and Nottingham Forest they're on a semi-mini revival well like, Nottingham I, Forest I've got money to spend I've bought I've got I've literally got almost like a bottomless pit of funds to spend on players I already have done they'll it probably, <laughs> they'll probably add more in January and they've gone out and bought what they needed to, to stay up they're a, they're a project so like even if they went down they might actually keep Cooper and he might bring them back up again and they'll have a better go the, the, the next season Right, Southampton have just have just bit the bullets and changed the managers just to provide some fresh impetus to what they're doing. Wolves have got Lopetegui, who's now you if, know there's a chance he might be in the brackets of the best managers in the in the league. It's gone really under the, that's a really under the radar appointment. West Ham have got David Moyes and he'll he'll find he'll they'll just turn around. They'll be they'll be fine in the full course of the season. I don't know about Leeds. I don't he can know score about goals. That's what I will say. Leeds yeah. have goals in them. The, yeah. Wolves, though, that's that's my point with Wolves. Wolves don't look like they can buy a goal anywhere. But when you actually look at their forwards, obviously Jimenez is out, but should be back. I think he got named in the World Cup squad for Mexico the other day. He scored um, eight goals in fifteen games. Yeah, that's <laughs> always ever not been able to score Wolves. But when it? you actually think of it, they got that Guedes in, who's who's. I thought he was good and he can't hit a barn door Adamus Traore doesn't have final product but he can get you in the right areas Pedent Neto Neto we're talking about a lad who I actually would like as a sub like a sub for Liverpool a couple of years ago they've got quite, I mean Diego Costa I'm really not too sure you put him in that bracket but he's still a known winner he's, he just got himself sent off so they're not playing footy until yeah. January the, the, they have the players there it's thought, just yeah, they're right. not up top and who, who did they play on the weekend? The um, oh, Ar- Arsenal, I think it was. Oh, Arsenal, yeah. They created so many chances on the break, but no one could hit it between the two goalposts. I was going to say, last year, I think Everton State, because the teams who went down last year, like you, Norwich, yeah. was it Norwich, Burnley, you were like, they were always going to go. The, I think the teams, were, I think the lesser teams this year are better than, than those teams. I th- I, Wolves are 10, and I get it, but I don't think Wolves are Norwich crap. You have know what I mean? You, like, have you seen, just to... Just before we get too deep, deep on Wolves, have you seen Everton's run of fixtures? No, but so I'd Everton love to. come back oh, on Boxing Day against Wolves. Yep, at home six pointer. Jesus, on, like they then travel to Man City on New Year's Eve. Life. They then host Brighton, like and Brighton are let's be honest, like good. yeah, are a good are still a good team. <laughs> New manager Southampton with again with a with a with a oh. winter break to have trained and got a couple of games back under the belt. David Moyes' West Ham, who again, is a, that's another team, in, 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 team. In, in around them. Um, they then host Arsenal, and then, us. then the Merseyside derby. And again, it's, this is where Everton are at. Every game's huge. They then, they then got Leeds. They then got Villa. They go away to Forest. They got Everton are fucked. And, and nobody, and, I, and again, no one likes to be the I told you so guy. And I, you know, I do. I love it. I, yeah, I don't particularly. <laughs> I said it before. I don't particularly not that, that enamoured of the idea of Everton going down. But they're going to go down it, unless they unless they boot the manager and get someone actually good in. Sean Dyche is. I love, but but like, but like, Aston Villa realised it wasn't working with Steven Gerrard, 
and they've gone and replaced him with a guy with a very good manager, a very very good manager who's managed at the top at the top level, got yep. European experience, and has won and has won stuff. You know, highly regarded. And the only reason, let's be honest, that he didn't have a better time at Arsenal is because people couldn't vibe with the fact that he, he said even yeah, yeah. in, you know in what? an English way. I love, I love him. He's a person who just seems humble, and I absolutely love that. It's Villarreal, that game in Villarreal, we went to. They were yeah. brilliant for that first half. He, you know, we got to play team Sevilla. One of the better, they played Liverpool off the park at certain times. Well, but even things too. like Leeds, they've got it in Jesse Marsh. Like they don't, they don't really like him. They've not totally warmed to him. But he's a progressive manager who's who's done his. You know, like he, you feel like he's followed the path. Like he's got he's got a playbook. He strikes yeah. me as someone who's a student of the game and knows how he wants to play. Frank Lampard, I don't get that feel from Frank Lampard at all. I get the feel, and I think. I still think, I actually think Gerard's probably a better manager than him, but there'll be no way of proving that at this point. And where Gerard fell foul off was losing Beal, losing his right hand man, who was you know it's like if if you took Pep Landers away from Klopp now and didn't replace him, Liverpool would would struggle in the you know what I mean not in the short term but in the medium term Liverpool would have some would have some issues until they got someone else someone else in because you it's a it's a brains trust of people Gary McAllister becoming your right hand man's not the kind of thing that's gonna gonna make you a, a, a good guy there Everton are fighting against David Moyes who's been there and, and been there and done it all again Steve Cooper they might just go down because the, the, it's been too much too soon for Forrest but he's a good coach with really good with a really good pedigree See, of Bournemouth, coaching Bournemouth might end up with Bielsa mind you as well the, the, my, I mean that, that would be, that, that'd be a nightmare yeah, yeah, yeah they'd, be, they'd be better than him in O'Neill I think uh, with Leeds what they've got right they've got the sense to me a little bit like how Everton ended last season there'll be a couple of mad games near the end where they win like 4-3 because they've been doing that now because they, they just they don't know when the beats that's what they've got about them the, the leads is that they just keep they've got, and they say Chloe said there they score goals or 22 goals is, is fabulous really it's the 26 they've led in that's the problem but yeah. they, they, they've got that if it leads automatically feel to me like a, a team who finished like 17th with a, like a game to go like their last game of the season for example let's have a look who it is Leeds last game, they have spares at home and the two nil down and they win three two. That's what it just feels like. That's what they've got about them. Everton's last three games. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. It's boss. Man City, Wolves away, Bournemouth at home. So like, you're not only playing probably the champions at, yeah. at that point. You're also playing two teams who are almost guaranteed to be in that fight with you down there as well it's going to be fun do or die you, the, the thing about sorry to, to bring back up on Leeds when I listen to Jess, Jesse Marsh I actually think he's got a clue I think they're trying to build something there I think he does know what he wants and you know sometimes individual errors and, and not marking people that can happen with, with players at the back for Leeds listen, that was um, a mad game the other day yeah, they were 4-3 just a lack of a bit of experience don't you yeah, yeah exactly but uh, when I listen to him I think you know what he actually talks some sense and he's passionate yeah. I don't get that from Frank Lampard he's like a board yeah I know he is and he's got that the meme of like smile smile something funny 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 no actually back to my real personality <laughs> um, it's that they're in danger because they've been so blinded by I don't, I don't get it and again look, I'm not meant to get it it's not for me but like that holy gets us thing and it's become a bit of a joke I, I, I love it as a thing by the way but like I don't get what it was that he did that rebirthed them you know, I don't really. He, he he took over. He became the manager. If I had the fans took upon themselves to get behind the team, exactly. It didn't feel like it was Frankie Lampard. Exactly. Doing that that's much, what yeah. I mean. It doesn't feel like the fucking 
figureheads. They need the same thing that we need because they are us, just slightly, just slightly different, a mirrored version of us in some regards. But we need to deify our managers. They love doing that too. Look at Doug Ferguson in, in his, you know, in his, his caretaker roles in there. They adored it. Go back to Kendall and, and stuff. They're crying out for a manager who get who, who prop who actually gets them. It's gonna be Wayne Rooney. It's got, it's got, like, honestly, yeah, no, but that's what it's I mean. probably gonna be Wayne Rooney. Fucking, uh, they, 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 I know Ancelotti cho- chose yeah. to leave, and God rightly so, because look what happened yes. to him since. I wish he hadn't. Um, <laughs> but the um, like they they and they, but they were turning on him already because th- th- that's. They don't want that. They don't want it. They don't, I just don't think they want to be boss. They'd love it if they were. I think obviously oh, we all we all would. But they genuinely want someone. It's the Brighton arguments of like, well, you can you can stave off relegation with Chris Hughton and play shit football, or you can take Graham Potter on, play better football, probably get about the same points, but have a better have a better yeah. ride. They kind of want. They need a manager who understands what it is to be Everton because it's a very niche. It's going to be Wayne. So, yeah. The flip them is, right, you know, very, very quickly on them is that if they go and f- sign the right striker in January, they'll be f- they could be fine. Yeah. Because they they're, they're not they're, they're dead hard they to score against. They won't go because that's... Who's he going to sign? Who's the most Everton signing striker this summer? I'm trying to think. Chris Wood. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. about this yesterday. Yeah, right? there we go. Um, yeah, Ronaldo's available. Oh, yeah. Get him down there. Come on. I mean, there's no chance he'd want to go down to Everton, but... I see. I see. In typical, how we all do it, or how social media does it, that like, here's what they should do: sell, sell Gordon, get fifty million; sell Calvert Lewin, get fifty million, and buy. And I saw the list of all they should buy, and then some, that's ridiculous. Well, what's wrong with that? It's a perfect plan. It's like as if all them players are going to come and play forever. Like, forget <laughs> that. But sometimes people look at it and go, "Well, there's a fucking ground there that's like." may or may not get finished it's a fucking dilapidated wooden shit all where they actually play everyone's dead angry all the time about everything global warmer might be the end of the be the end of Bramley Moore as well only Everton could build a stadium right by the water as the tides are getting higher but what sorry I was just thinking before what they might end up doing is getting Rooney in and then he shits the bed and they have to sack him again they'd hate that I was thinking this before like because he would go there, we know he would. I'm also he would go there, but if it goes badly and then you have to get rid of him, can they get rid of him? And it's like that's where it might become difficult for them. But be, I can't wait to watch him. He's got his head screwed on. Really, on the Ronaldo yeah. thing, very quickly, can I just say it's hard to walk into a room with Piers Morgan and come out like the yeah. biggest knobhead. And Cristiano's appeared to be appeared to have done that. Yeah. <laughs> huge. I love that um, video someone's done of, of the one when Piers Morgan stormed off the, the morning oh, yeah. show <laughs> and Ronaldo walking off down the, the tunnel at Old Trafford to picture book blitz. Did you see Bruno Fernandes welcome to oh, the Portugal yeah. squad? Or? Oh, it was sensational. And he takes his hand, but he doesn't, he doesn't want it. He him. doesn't shake yeah. his hand, though, does no, he? Yeah. No, he, go, he reaches for it and he pats him on the arm and of like a... There's no way I can be seen to be shaking your hand here, mate, because yeah. you've just buried my my football team. Bruno Fernandez will be made up of this because it's a bit like in wrestling where you do it, you do yourself for the next guy, so you do the job. So you're the guy on top, and then you don't go out, you don't leave the company with the belts. You you basically hand the belt over and let them beat you as cleanly as possible, or as or as much way that makes you come over in the best light. Bruno Fernandez is now the king of Old Trafford yeah. because he gets to stand up now. He gets to go back to being their main man. Ronaldo leaves in a big fume, so no one can can like accuse United of for as much as Ronaldo's tried to put all the blame on on the football club. 
it's all everyone can now see what a knobhead Ronaldo is and no, everyone I, else gets to be emboldened by it we can I'm not too sure United fans can I think a lot of them will okay a lot of the lads who choose. were shouting Sue in the car park are going to be I think a lot of the same ones well, get it that's yeah. their fault for yeah, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of the same that. ones get it. And what, what he's done actually, he's actually made it easier for Eric Ten Hag now. Yeah. If Eric Ten Hag would have just sold him in January, there'd have been a lot of like, fuck, we saw Cristiano Ronaldo for. Now there'll be an active ground sort of fucking saw Cristiano Ronaldo. So in a way, he's made it easier. What he has made it harder to do is that a fan's going to fucking want him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I'm about to sell my car, so I'm just going to smash it up a couple of times before I sell it. He's put a few dents in himself, hasn't he? Because yeah. if you're looking at that now, what level of like the level of club he would like to go to because he's Cristiano Ronaldo? There's a level where he'd rather just not play yeah. than go and turn out well, for someone. Yeah, it, that, who, who want, who's gonna have him? It can't be a club who value their own identity first and foremost. Maybe and it can't they be. Take him back. Well, yeah, but 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 they they didn't like him either. But you know, they're also crap. Yeah, I know. But, they're in desperate need. But the, you've got, it's got to be a club who, because that's the thing. If you're prepared to burn Manchester United on the way out, who loathe as I am to say it, are one of the biggest football clubs on yeah. the planet. You know, who Manchester, you as well. Manchester United are bigger than any player that's ever played for Manchester United, and that's the way the way it should be, and the way they run. One of the, the great things Fergie instilled in them. But he can't. You wouldn't want to go if you were a club who value who had that kind of identity. You wouldn't want him there. Like maybe it, maybe a Chelsea would because they're a bit of a basket case of a of, of a club and they don't really. <laughs> Can I impart the last couple of hours? No, 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 no. Just go and watch Neil Mope. Are we? Are we used to press the striker, Cristiano? Fuck off. Yeah. No, but exactly. But they they're stupid and they've got a, they've got top. They probably will do. Top yeah. an idiot and he might just buy it for the for the for shits and giggles, but. So, but the opposite is you've got to go to a club who don't whose identity is smaller and it would be just a coup to have Ronaldo on the books that would give them a real boost but it can't be too small because Ronaldo won't want to go to them there's a real thin slice of not great but not terrible football clubs who really are probably too either way too small for he Ronaldo he was linked with Napoli in the summer and that would have made sense not now you they'd, up, yeah. they'd be mad to get him now because how good they are and what they're yeah. doing they, they'd be crazy yeah, there's, there's no real fit for them uh, I'd like to say I feel sorry for them don't uh, no. they, listen what I would say and put a bit he had such a hard summer he yeah. really did and if that fuck your head up you could understand that that's yes. um, what he's yeah. what he's been the through personal stuff he's been what he's been through in his personal life you know he lost a baby and his, his daughter was really ill that could just mess your head up and this could be a result of that I don't want to say it is but you know what I mean like some of the things he said but on the flip side to go and do that interview with that fella for that outlet where it also got printed in that in that other outlet it's not it's a it's a bad look yeah. like and the timing of it he's clearly why didn't you why, he's obviously done it now because you know the footy's over it's time perfectly it. because he gets to go away now yeah. he, 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 he sets it on fire and he can just yeah. leave it for a second. the footy's weeks. finished and it was before the World Cup started it was the perfect window for him to drop it and look to be fair it, again it was the thing suddenly overlapped that the it's amazing that he's not actually spoken it's out a great, before it's now it's a great scoop for like Morgan's channel yeah. if I was the Portugal manager I'd be livid yeah. I'd be absolutely livid you're bringing this to a fucking World Cup every question I'm going to be asked now is Cristiano's in like Bruno Fernandes put Bruno Fernandes in a horrendous position. It's just it's it's so selfish of him. That's what it is. There's ways to leave a footy club. You could you could have just went out. He could have released a statement saying, "Listen, I've asked to leave. I've made my reasons clear to the yeah. board. I've told the manager, listen, it isn't working, Sand. I'm going to go to come out and do, and do it and like try and set Old Trafford on fire on the way out, like say, regardless of what he was doing. Players down. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like there was slagging. Does it, is it slagging the manager off? Slagging ex legends off? It's it's Wayne Rooney. Yeah, poor Wayne again. It's like it's 
Yeah, it's it's unsavory to say the least. Like, there's ways to leave a footy team, and you can you can leave a footy team by being a knobhead. Phil Coutinho and Luis yeah. Suarez, to a lesser extent, left Liverpool being knobheads, but they kind of be knobheads in the background to come out. And Raheem Sterling did it in the foreground, and he, again, burned bridges at Liverpool because of it. Ronaldo now, he's a he's one of my United's greatest ever players. Like. You can, you, and, and that's a and that's a high list because they're such an established football team. It's with absolute world class players, and he's he's right at the top of he them. He might have fucked his chance at a statue by this. That's what that's yeah. that, it's his legacy. He's gone. It's like it, yeah, like he's up there with the bests, you know, and all of them, the, 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 the class of nineteen ninety two, and all them, like just legends of the footy team. And he's as good as any of them, probably better than all but of them. I, and now he's just he has, he's, you're, you're right. How can anyone now? Look at him in any other way and gone. You've you've completely fucked this up, mate. The thing is, is that you can just so easily blame it on the Glazers, on the on the the way that the club is. But the thing is, is the fans are already fuming, they want new owners, they hate the way the club is built. This instead of actually picking on Ronaldo and saying, lad, you you just an obed. Like you could have just done it in a different way. Instead you've called out all different players, your teammates, the people who you're supposed to support and help. You've ran down the tunnel, you've refused to come on, you've you know you've been put in the under twenty one squad because of something that you've not you've done badly. Instead of like I, I, I just think I see their fans and I don't know why this is but I think they'll use this instead of an excuse of Ronaldo's just no longer a legend for us I think they'll use it as well yeah the reason he's done this is actually because of this and the way this the way the top of our club is yeah. and that you're aiming it at the wrong person sometimes you can't just aim it at the player and there was a photo with Diego Dalos I think yesterday and he's on a bike and Ronaldo I've never seen him look any happier in my life and Diego Dalos like don't don't get a photo of me like. you know what's mad as well on it is that some of the stuff Ronaldo said about United was right like, we, we've all said the ground is falling apart Old Trafford's a mm. shit all now it was the gold standard stadium now it's not and he says like it's the same training facilities that there was when I left 20 that all is great and the Glazers he could have just you know he just said all that United fans are the gone he gets yeah. us He's one of us, he's sticking up for us, he's doing what Fergie never, he's taking on the Glazers, but then by burning down ex-legends and the current manager. He, he knows they don't let him go, so because he's too valuable to them, because that's what Man United are, you know, at the top end, they're a money-making machine, there's so much more value in owning Ronaldo, so you can sell your Ronaldo shirt and your Ronaldo merch. Can't sell it now, no, buy them now. No, but that's, but that's what I mean, that's what he's done, he's done the Barcelona-Real Madrid approach, but normally what happens when it, when you get poached, they'll sow all those seeds of discontent, they'll do half of the hard work for you, they'll meet you halfway, he's had to go off book himself, he's had to do all the work to try and get himself to extricate himself, and by the looks of it, without an actual nailed on destination in mind I mean there must be he must have an idea of where he's going and and, and he's, he's realised this is what I've got to do to make it happen but yeah that, I, wild I mean I'm, I'm here for it because United are turning a bit of a corner under Ten Hag so I'm quite happy for I'd, them to get dragged through the shit I'd really it. love yeah I'd love that to set Manchester United up in flames in terms of it's already top to bottom there's, there's problems behind the manager um, and, and there's problems there with recruitment and everything Um but I, I want this to set them up in flames. I want it yeah. to I want them to crumble because of it. Um As and it then is, you can unfortunately they'll 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 be they'll able be to from this. They'll get but, a big chunk of wages back. But, the, you know, there'll be a lot of pressure off a lot of the other the, if, of the other lads. A bit Arteta Aubameyang as well, you know, yeah. it do, it will if he wins that battle, which he's gonna win it probably. Yeah, listen, Ronaldo took shots at the way out, but ultimately 
the best thing Arteta did was take on his 100%. captain and win and now Ronaldo is a different stratosphere than Aubameyang but, but Ten Hag's going to come out of this with major credit in the bank I think Absolutely. he will but I mean Rio Ferdinand the other day he's a fucking idiot I, I know he's an idiot but if he who has been in football and knows what it means to win and to be a team still backing Ronaldo if, <laughs> if, if he's backing Ronaldo in this situation then you've for people who idolise him growing up um, and also I'd love to say that he did he did in that interview which I haven't obviously listened to I just read the quote he agrees to the fact that he was about to go to Manchester City but Sir Alex Ferguson said don't do that you're going to ruin your legacy so he actually wanted to leave he, he, I mean we all know yeah. this don't ruin your legacy he son wanted... ruin your legacy here's Piers Morgan <laughs> yeah but he, he, he said the reason I didn't go there was because Sir Alex Ferguson came in and, and said you, you can't go to Manchester City and he listened but like I wish, I wish yeah, he had of. Yeah. I wish he had of. Right. <laughs> there would be hell on Ireland for him for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, we had a super chat come in uh, to the earlier question. Back earlier question says, Surab Patil, I, I would want to live Van Dyke's life. Yeah. Don't yeah. think I would ever reach that level of calmness in my life and be the best centre back ever. And he's just he's got a lot going for him he's got a lot of positive things happening in his life um, okay thank you so much for joining us for the podcast um, right, I just want to make a point actually because I kind of got uh, sucked into a bit of conversation on Twitter which I tend not to do um, but I've had a few people and we're getting a few comments and I don't. I just, I just want to sort of address something um, people are asking us because we're talking about Liverpool's ownership thing and we're talking about you know the, the, the models of Liverpool Football Club and, and, and who might take over over from FSG or who might invest with FSG and I've seen a lot of people saying in reply uh, why don't we talk about AXA why don't we talk about Standard Charter why don't we talk about Nike and I, what I kind of said on, on Twitter last night to a bunch of people I don't really understand what the negativity is around those brands so what, I'm, what I will say though is it's not because we're looking to hide and occasionally we get accused of being like in, in FSG's pocket which honestly I, I can't say it in any more ways it couldn't be further from the truth I really wish we were I I do, no 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 and I've, <laughs> and jokingly and I've said this before if, a, if, a, if, a, if billionaires wanted to come and throw money at us to say nice things I don't have that much money in my life that I would I wouldn't turn down <laughs> loads of money to do it but they don't so they don't it's just so I just weirdly for some reason Jürgen Klopp likes us so when we get interviews with Jürgen Klopp it's because Jürgen Klopp wants to talk to us that's 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 why that those kind of things happen um, John Henderson let us do a documentary about him because we painted a mural about him that helps you know what I mean that's just the weird things where you make friends and influence people along the way nothing to do with the owners but to the point um, obviously we're talking about morals and what have you if anyone is an expert on any of these because again I, I can't even tell you exactly what they are I've seen a couple of people sent me some screenshots and said this is a thing but then someone immediately retorted and said no that's out of date information you need to do your research it showed to me what a minefield it is and why I've not talked about things because A I, they've not really crossed my path I trust Spirit of Shankly when if, if there's major moral contradictions in Liverpool and how they run they're on it and I tend to take my lead and we as a, as a channel take the, our lead from what Spirit of Shankly do they're now in, enshrined on, on the board members of Spurs of Shankly so Liverpool have got a, a, there's a closer watch on the activities of Liverpool Football Club so things tend to get are going to get flagged up more easily as well but what I will say is if there is anyone out there who is an expert on such things and can present a balanced argument and is prepared to come and put their face on camera or, or voice on, on podcast in person then we are more than happy uh, to have those debates and, and, and unearth things if there's things to be unearthed. Honestly, what I'd rather us be is just uh, what we always were. We were a comedy sketch channel 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, I used to do impressions of Frank Lampard uh, and Fernando Torres, you know what I mean? Um, but 
I'm aware of you know our, our increasing role and and you know and and size of, of audience and stuff like so. If there's a, a spotlight, we can shine in a positive way on things. We've tried to do that in the past. You know, we've raised money for charities, local charities. We help with the the quest for justice with Hillsborough. Raise money for for, for food banks at all. Um, but if there's there's causes that people think that we need to do, obviously there's a bazillion causes at all different kinds. You, all you've got to do is stand outside Westminster on any given day, and there's people protesting for for a variety of things. There's a, we're only a number of people there's only so many things we can do and we want to continue to follow and support the football club of course but if there are things that we feel are real huge moral issues that we should be aware of come and help make us aware of them and don't just say this you're hiding from this tell us do, tell us the research point us in the direction where we can grow our understanding of things um, that's all I ask in return before people say you throw wild accusations and particularly by the way accusations of racism and stuff over the over the ownership thing which is Honestly, I can't put into words how far off the mark and how incredibly offensive it is when people do throw those things. I understand it's the internet. Weeding out trolls or people who are actively just trying to get a response and trying to muddy people's reputations from genuine people who've maybe misinterpreted things. It's a very hard balance to find out who's being genuine and who and who's just doing it for for for, for a laugh. So um just want to try and make that make that perfectly clear. But again, if you are the kind of person who's in a position of a position of expertise, then we've got a platform for you. If you want to come, just inter, uh, interact at the redmentv.com if you want to email there. Um, and we can get the ball rolling on that because I'm absolutely, I, I live to learn more. Um, and, I, you know, I love to be educated on things. My opinions on things are fluid. And if I can, things can be proven to me, then, you know, you, you'll, have, you'll find an advocate in me in, in, in many ways, shapes or form. And what, lastly, before we go, the last thing I just want to clear up when I've, I've been talking, because I was put on, on the spot on the overlap around potential owners I, for Liverpool. I was about to ask you about this. Do you mind if I ask a question about that yeah. really quickly? I, I feel like you got put on the spot. Um uh, it was more the follow-up from Neville who spoke with such clarity when he, 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 by name and countries I don't think it did anyone any favours would you like just uh, just to clarify basically when you said this I wouldn't like it you, you basically said like all billionaires for the majority are probably crap there are certain ones but that was nothing to do with where they're from it felt like because it came on the back of Neville mentioning countries it felt like a link was made and I watched the video and I can see where people who made it I know you so know it wasn't but you can see why people made that link it felt like the second part of his question really didn't do do no favours. No, and what, what I was trying to get across, and what I've always tried to get across, and I realise sometimes you have to just sort of say these things as clearly as possible. Is look, you can't. No one. We're not like people who go over to other countries and tell people how to live. It's not what I'm what I'm suggesting. But my 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 from my perspective on it, my base level when I talk about the morals of Liverpool Football Club is. I want I I don't want I don't want an, a, a, someone to come in to, to own the football club who doesn't respect women's rights, yep. who doesn't respect gay rights, yep. uh, and doesn't respect trans rights. Yep. They are massively important things to me, and that is like it. And that is and I saw someone saying was that that you know, that means you don't like brown people, which is fucking nonsense. Because I think we can all agree there's people of all races who don't respect women's rights, gay rights, trans rights. It's got nothing to do exclusive with where you're from or what your racial background is or even what religion you follow because you could get, variations a, you could get an owner theme. from America who's, who, who goes against them and you could get an owner from the Middle East who is pro it doesn't matter I, I'm with you and I've had it very quickly I don't, don't piggyback like 
I, I made a comment saying I, I would like Liverpool not to be state-owned. I just wouldn't. I, I would, it wouldn't say country. I don't care what state that is. I don't care where in the world they're from, Africa, Asia, Europe, anything. I, I saw someone mention like the Norwegian uh, fund as well. I, I, I just wouldn't be comfortable with any country because I would like Liverpool to be owned in a different way. Ideally, it, it wouldn't be anyone. It'd be us, but that's just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what, what does my head in, and I get it, is that people say to me, well, FSG aren't exactly wrong. I, I know, I, no, I, absolutely. No. Uh, this, this, this thing, and uh, you, you made it very clear. Being not being part of FSG out doesn't mean you're FSG in. Yeah. There's a lot of people, and I feel like I sit in this. And I don't know where you yeah. do person. It's like I'm kind of in the middle. I'm quite excited by the prospect of new owners, but there's also a negative to it. Anyone who's paying it either way, that there's no benefits to a new owner, or that there's no negatives, are wrong. There is there are pros and cons, and all, I think we're all trying to say is just be careful. Yeah, and, and we're, we're entitled to be wary. And, and I'm getting pissed off. I'm getting accused of X, Y, and Z. There's also the channel and, and me personally. Well, we saw it with Jake. Klopp the other week who made a comment an innocuous comment around there's certain clubs that can do what they want and was and was accused of basically xenophobia and he's taken that to court because again these things shouldn't be thrown around willy-nilly and I've said it before it's in, it's incredibly offensive incredibly offensive and it's not and it's just Maybe not we've on had it, we've had it because I give Naby Keita a, a lower rating once on a play rating than Jordan Henderson and I got I got I got DM saying you're a racist. It's fucking stupid. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. Racism is such a huge Serious problem in all society. Don't willy nilly throw it around because you lessen the impact of when someone is a fucking racist prick. They, they it, it lessens it when when everyone's getting banned at it. And yeah. I feel like at the moment we're taking a few shots that we probably don't deserve. No, to be no, taking. no. Because again, because it's it's a very divisive thing. And to, to make the point on it, I could say I like I don't have any. I genuinely don't have a strong feeling. Towards FSG, they're just the billionaires who have funded, or <laughs> probably less than they should have done. But they, the, the billionaires, have owned Liverpool during the period of the greatest success I've ever seen in my life. That is all they are. So that's the only, the only positives I have are just from it, from that perspective on them. I don't care about them. You could literally every single member of FSG could walk away from that business, and another set could walk in, and I would have no more or, or less feeling about it, provided Liverpool continue to win and be successful and not. Cross over certain boundaries, then you know. I think, and I think a lot of people would feel along that way. I feel like we need to address things. Can I address one more thing as well? Yeah. I, I've worked here for a year now. I know this shit. Okay, our biggest sign-ups come. The, have a guess, Chloe. You you any other time? In the, since last October when I joined full time until today, what 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 day do you think got us more sign-ups than anything else in terms of Redmen Plus subscriptions? We've and could people we get accused of. You do this for access, or you be nice for interviews, or what? What do you think the single biggest day of, of, of in terms of driving subscriptions was? If you had to have a guess, this year in the last twelve months, calendar years, probably something to do with transfers. Exactly, Luis Diaz signing drove more transfer, drove, drove more like subscriptions to Redmen Plus than any interview. We've interviewed all kinds, we've interviewed ex-players, we've interviewed managers. The single biggest day we've had is transfers. So for us as a business, if we got owners in right who. We're funding Nottingham Forest level signings of last season. We as a business will be better off financially. It does better than, like, honestly, with all due respect, like, we love having interviews with the players and stuff, but like they don't, they're not really driving subscript like that. They don't. It's transfer news. So to, I, it, that's, I was pointing out. I want to put that out there that if, if you think that if we're acting as purely like money grabbers, which again 
it, we would want people signing people every day. Could I promise you, like hundreds and hundreds of people subscribed the day we signed Luis Diaz, and then we had Neil Jones on who knew all about it. It's really, from a business point of view. I just I, what what does my head import? I, I know we're off on one is like people speak about things as fact. You and I say you only do that because of this. No, that's your opinion and you're wrong, and we keep telling you you're wrong. We we just talk, we're just lads who talk about footy or ladies who talk about the footy. This hidden agendas thing it, it drives me insane. It really does. I know we shouldn't let it bother me, but I feel like we're having an open session. Here. No, no, no. And, and again, I just want to be clear because I think most people who know us and most people who've been with us for a long time would know that. The, 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 the random shots that get fired are, are, are incredibly wide of the mark. They genuinely, genuinely are. And I know we've reached the point where you, you, you can find a narrative there. So you you want to say why someone's got to top? It's it's you can go. It must be because of X, Y, and Z. It's actually not, to you. Well, no, but it is. I, I I do find it. I do find that a bit offensive. I will let it go because you know it is what it if, what, we, if people could accuse it I, 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 to have my morals questioned and to have my integrity questioned and moreover to have the, the blood sweat and tears and there's been a lot of that like fucking all kinds of stuff that's happened behind the scenes on Redmen where we have we have put be up above and beyond to, to maintain it to make it survive you know what I mean to go to go we put ourselves when I was working 60 hour weeks last week to sort a payment issue out for someone to say the only reason you're successful is because you're an FAC spot and I've been here for 6 months you've been here when you were living you know, it was in your house, and you were uh, those days when you didn't pay yourself for a couple of months because you were trying to get the business to succeed. So, so it, it, I find I find it offensive on your behalf, and I find it hard to keep my mouth shut because you're you're more classy than me. I think that's what it is. You're more <laughs> you're more willing to take a backseat. But like, we're a local business that hires twelve people in the city. We've got youngsters like Chloe coming through who, who we've actively went and sought and employed to say we're only, the only reason we do that is because. Because you're bankrolled, and that's the best thing. We're bankrolled by these people. It's like, oh my god, yeah, it's it, 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 it's hugely offensive. It really no, is. No, no, and you're right. And again, this personal sacrifices made along the way. And you know, I joke about this, but but it, you know, there was a time when I was sitting in in the in the baby's bedroom editing with water leaking in through the ceiling because we couldn't afford to fix the roof in the house. But we were keeping this float, and we had we had you know we had three probably four employees at the time, and you know, and and, and again, not not to fucking cry cry. On it's fine we, we do well we've made a success of it but and I don't care if people think it's because of this that doesn't really uh, whatever people can have those opinions because as much as they're annoying and but they are offensive it's, it's an opinion it's a yeah but it's a, again a, a long one yeah well exactly that's the problem with opinions <laughs> opinions on sub, on subject matters I don't think opinions when it's ba- when things are based in fact it's not actually an opinion it's just right or wrong you're just incorrect <laughs> yeah. you know and that's the thing that, that that's the thing that, that bothers me so if you think we're in an FSG pocket you're incorrect it's not an opinion it's it's you're factually incorrect now that doesn't say we haven't been you know allowed into open training have sessions ever, have you ever spoke to anyone who works for FSG I have I you, had we briefly I, I bumped had, into Mike Gordon I had once. a 30 second conversation with Mike Gordon once at, 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 at an open training session at Fenway Park and it was like, as someone went, this is Mike Gordon, and I would have had no idea who he was. And he said, he said hello, very cordially. It was me, James Pearce, and I think Ian Doyle, and maybe Christian Walsh were there. We said hello, and he went to cool, and he kind of got on, got on with his day. I'd love to have a chat with Mike Gordon, but he, he's on my, my list of like really fascinating people to interview. Like I've spoken to Jürgen Klopp a couple of times, but you were there with the other week at the Strasbourg game, yeah. where... Jürgen saw us and called us over to talk like that wasn't because John Emery didn't come down and tap me on the shoulder and go right I'm going to take you through this back door here and and here here lies Jürgen Klopp and here's what you can and can't say Jürgen wanted to speak to us and has done he he was the one who came to me on the red carpet when we were interviewing the the players and again 
<laughs> like people go, well, you're at the red carpet. It's like, I know, but there comes a point where with a degree of legitimacy, you ask, can we can we go to these things? And there's a there's a PR cycle. It's the same way that the Echo get into things, the same way that, like, there's like, a, a, if anyone knows who Click Liverpool are, I'm amazed they still exist. This teeny tiny website that's gone for years that covers Liverpool and Everton, get invited to all, get invited to these things as well. There's lots of other Liverpool establishments that have been around that didn't, didn't get invited to stuff that now do get invited to stuff because they, they've built a, a, a degree. To, it's just how it's how the world works. I don't <laughs> fully understand it. There's there's it's influencers now who get better access than we do. Loads yeah. better, like you know, and, and fair play to them. When I see my, I was on the train with with FIFA Manny the other day, and he just done a thing down at the Axa. I was dead jealous of that. But like you know, I think well, God, I'm putting blood, sweat, and tears in every week, and he's just gets to play FIFA and come and gets to hang out with the players. It's not. It's actually is a bit of it's a. a Professional jealousy, but I'm so made up for when people like him. Adam Rowe gets gets more stuff than, than we do and stuff. It's we're in that weird in between phase of the club don't pull us close because, and I know this for fact because people inside the club who've told me who are just employees that they consider us competitors. They can't prop us up. There's things that they've got no choice because, as I say, the manager goes, "I want to speak to them," or a brand will go, "Well, we want to work with red men, so you need to you need to." allow red men to be in the, oh, in the room on these good things good PR for something if the, if we can promote something that they've done no exactly and again that's I say brand books and brandings that's how we that tends to be how we get it and, a, and on, on pre-seasons the letters into the press box which I loathe by the way it's not my it's just not my cup of tea but that's the only time when I can get in a football game for free and more often than not actually I'd say nine times out of ten I buy a match ticket as well and I'm and most of the times I'll go and sit particularly in a ways like you know I'll go and sit in the crowd and I'll have paid me tickets I paid 800 quid for the tickets that Man United friend, friendly in Thailand ridiculous you know what I mean and uh, because but that was that was what it cost to go. The cost of doing it is extortionate, and that's why we say again, we're we're funded by the people who subscribe to us. Not by not by John Henry. We're yeah. funded by the people who subscribe to Redmen Plus and the people who watch on YouTube and listen on if, Spotify. If and I all was that. funded by John Henry, I'd do a couple of years here and then go and live elsewhere and come back for the football. I wouldn't honestly. I again, I like talking about Liverpool, but I would I would love to do what Gary Lineker does and do two shows a week and sit back and enjoy your life in between. I'd love to spend some more time with my kids. Thanks for the commitment, guys. Thanks for coming into the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's, it's a case no, okay, of like, yeah. okay. no, but look, why, why would you choose to live? You could live, and I would never live, leave Liverpool <laughs> because of Liverpool Football Club solely. But, it, you ask millions around the world why would, why would anyone want to live in a rainy cold place when you could go to Madrid and just have a lovely time constantly but look I don't, look, I don't want to get too too far down the rabbit hole but it, again we've reached the point where I, I, we, every time Liverpool have put a bad run of results together why I've not addressed it previously is because I, I, said, I wrote two books when we won the Champions League and when we won the league and the comments were a big part of that book I took comments from below our videos and so I follow the trends of how people talk about Liverpool and how people talk about us and whenever Liverpool have a bad run of results now fortunately over under the Klopp it's been sometimes it can be two draws back to back that's how bad it got and people immediately when Liverpool have two bad results all of their Liverpool, we're in FSG's pocket stuff comes out and it's like and, it, and so, I, so I, I don't normally engage with it because I know that Liverpool win a couple of games and people will realise it's not a real thing and they'll get on with supporting the football team. It's like when they've got not people who've got nothing else to do, they'll turn their fury towards us for what for whatever reason. I, you know, they might just not like our voices and faces, which is cool. That's the thing I can get behind. I don't like my face or voice either. <laughs> I'm but, a particularly fond of mine. I know. But we all like that. But it's but 
So, but it's it's reached a bit of a head of late, and because of the takeover stuff and 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 our perceived stance on the ownership, we seem to have ended up as like the poster children for pro FSG, which is not the case. Do we, do we even have a stance? We don't have a stance. No, I look honestly, <laughs> I, 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 I can't speak for everyone who works. But we've got twelve people who work here. Everyone's got variations on. on Producer on Joe hates them, don't you, Joe? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, that's you cut off, Joe. Um, <laughs> no more uh, fancy buffets for you. But as I say, my 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 take my my it's a tr- and it's so broad. But my simplest of takes on it is, if they'd spent more money, might Liverpool have won more trophies. It's possible they might have won more trophies. But I, when I look at my life as a Liverpool fan, I look at it as a whole, and I. I am so pleased because we went through the doldrums. I was at a the ten year Istanbul anniversary event at the Echo Arena, and I cried my eyes out at that. Cried my eyes out like a baby because it was ten years on from Istanbul. We just got battered by Stoke. Stephen Gerrard left the football club, and I was like, "We are never going to get to experience that again in my lifetime." And then, within four years, four years, <laughs> we'd won it again. And we've been to, and we've been to and then since that we've been to two more finals around it and we've won the league since then. That's why I am not pitchfork in hand trying to oust the owners because compared to what has gone previously, they have over they have been they've been the best owners Liverpool have had since it became a thing in the Premier League era. They have they have delivered the most success. And whether it's the people they've bought in or, or whether it's down to Jurgen Klopp or it's down to Michael Edwards or it's down to the players on the pitch, it is, by the way. They're the guys who've gone and kicked the balls in, you know, and, and, and put the players on, on the pitch and all that kind of stuff. They're the ones I really care about. That's as far as my opinion on FSG goes. I want new owners to come in and do what they've done with a bit more dough. With more but with dough, more yeah. dough to spend on players and more dough to put into community projects and more yeah. dough to help people. But for, for LFC and the community do really good things. We've increased the size of the stadium. They've put the new training ground in place. And we won everything. They've engaged with people like Jamie Webster and Spirit of Shankly and Spy and Cop 1906 to, to help give Liverpool fans a greater voice. They've put fans on the board. That they're all really, really good things and I won't I won't see them wiped away because they're important. Um and my and my fears are if you got someone who come in who took that stuff away, or didn't respect the, didn't respect the fans enough. And to go back to my original point, Liverpool is a multicultural city. It is a multicultural football club. Everyone of all race, creeds, and religions are welcome at Anfield, and they should be because we are a brilliant football club. And we were and this Liverpool as a city will welcome all people. It's a, we're a port city. We love people coming in. The Scouse accent exists because of people coming from different places and bringing bits and pieces of culture with them. It's why we feel like we stand apart from other cities. But I don't. Want, I would be very uncomfortable if an owner came in who who was dead set and made other made people feel unwelcome yeah. at Anfield. So I guess to say, if it was someone who didn't believe or did, who, who, and we've seen quotes come out from various places and that can come from the far right in America, saying we can come from extremism of, of all different areas around the globe. I wouldn't want our, our female or gay or trans fans to feel unwelcome because, and we saw, and this happens, and we, we always say this by the way, when Liverpool supported Luis Suarez in the racism stuff. 
I know a lot of black Liverpool fans who felt very uncomfortable going back to Liverpool because it felt as though Liverpool was saying that we're okay, we're okay with racism, and that's an example where they Liverpool need to be careful on that. But hopefully it won't be an issue, and hopefully we can just all kick on and have a better football club and continue to us because we just want to beat Man City more often. We want to win more silverware. We want the best players to want to come and play and to be able to give Jurgen Klopp the best possible tools to go into that fight. Everybody, I think, and I, and I don't speak for all Liverpool fans, but that's the one thing I can say. I think we can all agree on if we're Liverpool fans. We want Jurgen Klopp to stay as long as possible. We want him to be able to build a dynasty at Liverpool to conquer what was gone before, to, to better Shanks and to better Paisley and to, and to absolutely bury the legacy of Alex Ferguson at Manchester mm-hmm. United as well. And if that happens, then let's all get behind it. I cannot, I cannot wait. But as I say, from our life and experience... You have to be aware that things might not go that way, but let's hope, let's hope that it does. So anyway, look, I, I, for most of you, I'm sure you didn't feel, maybe you didn't feel we needed to do that, but there's obviously a few things we need to get off our chest then. So thank you so much for allowing us. I wasn't expecting that, but I feel a little bit better after. I that. do, I do, I do, and I had this last night engaging with people I on Twitter. T- I, was, I was texting you, going, "You're, you're gonna end wrecking your head." You know? No, and, but there was a couple <laughs> of guys there who I had a bit of back and forth with, and I explained to them that you need. You, I won't be. I won't have people accuse me of 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 abhorrent things like racism. I will not be called a racist when I am not. I won't stand for that. That crosses. That crosses a line. Um, but I will admit when I when I'm if you don't know enough, if you don't know enough about the subject then that's that, that's the, you would all need to be educated. Hundred percent. We started life basically as a protest channel. You know what I mean. We started life, you know, covering Liverpool protests when things need to be covered. We've been there and we've been there and covered them. We don't temper our views based on on, on other things. You know, that's just just the way it is. If a footballer plays shit, we'll say a footballer's played shit. If a manager does shit, we'll say a manager's done shit. If the owners try and put we were fucking all, like the fucking Super League. Oh, I can't. We we were. I was there. Like I was. It, 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 like make the furlough stuff. We were on the show. The day go, what the fuck is that? The ticket stuff. I walked out of Anfield. We covered, the, we covered the protests of the of the thing. We've done this. People say we haven't. We have. I don't honestly. I don't have a, a passionate love for the current owners. I just like that they like they've been stuff. there while Liverpool have won, so they get a bit of credit for that. But that's as far as it goes. Right. Please feel free to talk with us in the comments on all of this stuff, by the way. Uh, I'm happy to engage and stuff. As ever, look, abuse will not be tolerated. We will not tolerate, like, unsolicited abuse. If you disagree with us, disagree with us. You're entitled to disagree with us. That's what it is to be human. If you're factually incorrect on stuff, though, then you will be called out back on that. That's the, and, and, and us too, by the way. I get facts wrong all the time, and I'm happy to be corrected because it makes me a better, more rounded, more intelligent person when I'm corrected. I had, my mother was a teacher. I've been raised being corrected on every single thing that I've done and said for my entire life so I'm used to it and it's made me better anyway guys thank you so much thank you so much everyone who's joined us live you guys are absolutely absolutely incredible just check we had no more uh, super chats or anything it's because I get shouted out for missing them uh, we have not thank you guys uh, come and check out podcast extra we're going to be doing some more lighthearted chat around Chloe's mum dancing on the bar in Coyote Ugly with Chris Pajak uh, come and join us on Redmen Plus for that uh, you guys are absolutely amazing thank you so much for your support uh, throughout the mid-season-ish so far uh, plenty more to come during the World Cup break and we'll see you there Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.